price check. Price check. I need a price check on severed head. Price check on severed head. And while I'm at it, I need to clean up an aisle three. Clean up an aisle three. Someone's left blood and mutilated body parts in aisle three. We watched Intruder. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. It's been a, it's been a hot minute since we here. We missed last week due to some crazy circumstances, and but we're back. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting episode because Aaron is not here this week. He had he uh he is now a new brand new papa, proud papa. His baby was has has, has come, has Yay. been delivered. So he is spending. Time with his wife and his brand new baby girl, and so he's taking the week off, justifiably so. But in there, in his stead, I got not one but two guests returning to the show: the Dukes of Spook, the who, the host of your second favorite podcast, Nachos McWhereof, Cincinnati Jeff. Hello and greetings, fellas. Hey, buddy! Thanks for having us, man. Of course, of course. How are you doing? And that's my dog barking in the background. Yeah, you'll hear him. Hopefully, that's the last you'll hear of him. Uh, but anyway, yes, the Dukes of Spook, as I like to call them, the gentlemen are back. I like uh, that. That's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, uh, before, we, before we get into the show, I also want to uh, two things to announce. Everybody's popping their beers. Sounds tasty and refreshing. Um, I want to shout a big thank you, big shout thanks to Holly Noel for our, her most recent Patreon donation. She is our newest Patreon. We want to say thank you to her. We love her. We thank you very much for your generous donation. She was our first 666 donation too, by the way, which was awesome. First person to do that. So that was cool. Nice. Um, so moving on. Uh, also, I want to announce this, the last chance to get your Q&A questions in for our Q&A episode. Uh, if you have any, any questions you want to ask us regarding any horror or anything else related, just want to shoot us some shit. Uh, send us in your questions because I think next week uh, we're going to we're cutting it off and we're going to actually go ahead and record our uh, fan Q and A episode. So keep it a look for that. Get your questions as now because it's going to be done. And they can get those in in like Instagram or email. Yes, or... thank you. I almost I totally blown off that. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, send them to our Instagram page or our Facebook page, um, Twitter if you have it. But uh, most of all our questions will be coming through Facebook or uh, Instagram. So send them in there, or you, you can email uh, your questions to us as well at so bad it's scary at gmail.com. That's so bad it's scary with two s's, it's and scary two s's there at gmail.com. All right, moving on to this week's movie. This movie, uh, can't believe I went my entire life so far and not know about this movie because uh, it's insane. Uh, but it's Intruder, released on January thirteenth of nineteen eighty nine, so right at the end of the decade there. Uh, you can find this wonderful gem on Amazon. Uh, I believe it's also on Tubi if you're a tubester. Uh, you can watch it there too. Um, it's written by Lawrence Bender and Scott Spiegel. Uh, Bender has also got 61 credits as a producer, including movies Kill Bill 1, 2, and 3, The Whoa. Mexican, Reservoir Dogs, and Pulp Fiction. 
This turned out to be his only writing credit, uh, which is kind of crazy. And then also directed by uh, Scott Spiegel as well. He's got 31 credits as a director, 56 as an actor. He's done movies like Hostel 3, Dusk Till Dawn 2. And he was an actor with bit parts in Spider-Man 2, Dusk Till Dawn 2, 2001 Maniacs, the remake where he was one of the strolling minstrels, Dark Man, for you guys who remember that one. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 where he was fake shimp. He also was the writer for Evil Dead 2. Yes, I believe he was. Well, shit. Uh, good on you that one. Good catch there. Uh, let's talk about the cast real quick. Uh, our main girl, uh, Elizabeth Cox, is or no, Jennifer, is played by Elizabeth Cox. Um, horror, you, you adopted horror fans, you'll know her as Kathy from Night of the Creeps. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, Lynn, we have Linda, played by Renee Estevez. Her claim to fame is she is the youngest sister of Charlie and Emilio, Emilio Estevez. Charlie Sheen Emilio Estevez's sister. Was she in Sleepaway Camp 2? She, she was, was in... Oh, the final girl. Oh. She Sorry. was in Heather's Lethal Weapon, and yes, she was Molly in Sleepaway Camp 2. Ah, the Brat Pack thing. I remember now. And we have Bill, played by Mr. Dan Hicks. 33 credits, including Dark Man, Evil Dead 2, Spider-Man 2, 2001 Maniacs. I see a pattern there working with Scott Spiegel and Lawrence Bender. And Maniac Cop, also, from oh, the 80s. Yes. And I wish Aaron was here for this one because he would get a kick out of it. But uh, he was the voice of Elrond the Robot in Pork Shop and Pork Shop 3D <laughs> as well. Oh, shit. So that's, that's now his second time on this show. <laughs> along with Renee Estevez. I don't know. We Yeah, I think we did do Sleepaway Camp 2 with uh, Renee uh, on I'm the show. I'm pretty sure you guys did. Um, then we have Randy, played by Mr. Sam Raimi. And Protus Joe, played by his brother, Mr. Ted Raimi. So the Raimi brothers are... And at least I assume they're brothers and not cousins, but I'm oh, they're brothers because they look like fucking identical. Uh, and then we also going to make we have appearances by both Lawrence Bender and Scott Spiegel, the writer director. They one plays Officer Adams, the other plays Breadman, and Bruce Campbell makes a cameo appearance, a small but a small but he's in it uh, as Officer Howard. And it's also worth mentioning that he is credited in this movie as as like man in truck, but he also did the special makeup effects which are really fucking awesome in this movie, but Greg Nicotero worked on this movie as well. Um, so that is the cast we're going to talk about. So now let's go get a, let's get our shopping list out. Let's hit, grab our carts and it's time to go do some shopping. Cause this movie, we're open straight away at the credits over a dark night sky with a full moon. And we pan down to the Walnut Lake Market Grocery, a little mom and, I shouldn't say little, but a mom and pop small town grocery store in small town, whatever, I don't know, Texas, Wisconsin, I don't, know, I don't remember where it fucking takes place. I'm feeling Detroit. <laughs> Downtown Detroit. Yeah, it's eight mile. Um, <laughs> uh, inside are the last remaining customers finishing their shopping. They're checking out. We meet our main girl, Jennifer and Linda, both of whom work as checkout clerks in the store. Uh, Jennifer goes outside around some carts, and we see she's being watched by a man in a leather jacket with a mullet and a beard. And, oh, there's my beer. Oh, it sounds there's, so good. There's a neat little thing that happens before she does that. Uh, the old man that is yes. checking out. Yes. Um, he, he's like, hold hands, you lovebirds. That's Emil Sticka? Yes, it is. Uh, from the Three Stooges. He's in like a ton of Three Stooges stuff. Like that episode where Dude, the brightless groom. Tombstone. Yeah. Hold, Why do I know that? Yeah. Hold, I, hold I, hands, I, he, they, yeah, he's like a special appearance by this ML Sticker guy, and so, like, so old timey movie fans and old timers will know him, but mo- most younger people have no idea who the hell he you is. You are correct. Um, but yes, good call. Um, I didn't skim over his part. Uh, so Jennifer heads back inside, rings out one last customer as she, as the store light, all the store lights start going off, 
And up comes a guy in a leather jacket uh, that was watching outside. Turns out his name is Craig. And, Craig. and Jennifer knows him. They know each other. The two of them used to date for a short time. And he wants to know why she won't return his calls. This leads to him getting mad, which scares Linda, who is standing at the next checkout line over. Linda pushes like this button, like this buzzer, like on her checkout lane, and it sends off a buzzer in the back office, so it's like an alarm or something, where the two store owners and managers are. And that's where you meet Danny, the white collar kind of money man of the two owners, and then Bill, who's definitely the more blue collar, hands on, hard working, dirt, you know, work get my hands dirty store owner. So they kind of compliment each other in that regards. Uh, the two of them are going over contracts uh, like, because uh, like this and, and paperwork, you don't really know much. We'll find out more about that as it comes, but then that's when the buzzer rings and Bill goes over, looks out a window in their office that looks down over the whole store. And we see an argument between Jennifer and Craig. It gets more heated as he starts to get physical with her. <coughs> Trying to grab her wrist. She tries to run away. And he chases after her. He grabs her. She's like, you're crazy. And he's, he fucking slaps her at this point. Just yeah, bitch Craig, slap. Craig needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah. As the movie goes, this is probably the hardest like fight that you see. Because some of the fight scenes oh, in here God. are not choreographed very well. Not, yeah. not and, as bad as Mrs. Claus. And though. this looks like he fucking actually hauls off and hits her. Yeah. Like, God, again, like theater slapping. Like, fucking 80s man everything was so slap happy in the 80s everybody's just getting slapped in those, I, in those I don't movies. want to say it but like was she hot with the nosebleed or is that just <laughs> a little fucking weird here moving on well we found that's out something you. about nachos that's all you man we got some harbor and some dark fantasies over there <laughs> like when my gal's got a nosebleed uh, so yeah he slaps her and now this is when several of the male workers all come running up to her rescue but Craig is like fucking Captain America here. He fights like all of them all. It's like that elevator scene. He's just going through the whole fucking store. Yeah, it's like five or six dudes. Like, yeah, it, it, and Renee Estevez. Yes, there's. It, it, Craig finally decides to retreat and come and when it's six on one. But, but but when it's five on one, he's kicking ass. Like he's taking everybody he out. He throws like Dave into like the fucking chip thing. It goes flying. Like yeah. there's some like sodas that get knocked because the amazing Raimi brothers show up, and then it's like, oh shit, no, they get fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, they out. get like, tossed around too. But yeah, once uh uh I think it's Danny the boss, one of the managers shows up. It's six on one. He's like, okay, now it's time for me to get out of here. Um, so but Jennifer, who's like naturally just said, her nose is bleeding. She calls the cops while everyone else starts searching the store. Looking for Craig. And here we start getting introduced to all the other like workers as we go from person to person as they wander around the store looking for Craig. And this is where I first said that for a small town like Mom and Pop grocery store, this place is fucking huge. Like it's massive. It's like a weird labyrinth. Like, I mean, I guess I'm just used to normal grocery stores, but it's like has a terrace and then there's magical ladders and shoots. Yeah. And like not even that, but like the, I'm okay with not, that, the, the front. The front groceries, the store part is big, you know, fairly large as it is. But then when you go in the back, it, that's where it becomes like a like a TARDIS or like it's gigantic back yeah. there. I mean, this place is like a <laughs> giant warehouse in the back. And it's got it's not just a store. I mean, it's got its own butchery, like its own slaughterhouse attached to the back of this thing. Its own like uh, conveyor belts and and all. It's insane how big this place it's is. It's very Busy. unique looking. And what's, what yeah. I understand is like it, it was an actual grocery right. store they had rented yes but it had like empty shelves so they had to figure that out so i'm like man i've never seen a grocery store like this yeah before. like you don't see those anymore like it's yeah but anyway this this scene goes on for several minutes of them searching around and we start getting some of the characters names and we get randy who's played by sam raimi 
who is the butcher. He's the, that's he's the night butcher. And we have Tim, the beer guy, Bub or Bubs, the guy who just, he kind of talked like a stoner slash surfer the whole movie. He's just kind of a weird, <laughs> he was Macaulay and pretty hard there for a while. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he really is. And then we have produce Joe, the goofy geeky guy played by Ted Raimi. Uh, and then, so that's kind of our main crew. I think there's one more Dave who we'll meet later. Um, while all this is going on, Jennifer is still on the phone with the cops. Craig sneaks up on her because apparently he's a ninja. Like everybody <laughs> in the store is looking around for this guy, but he's able to like avoid all of them and sneak he, up like, on her. Comes on the up phone. behind her and then like swoops around, and she there's just no awareness from her whatsoever. No. <laughs> okay, so like we were shithead kids growing up, and like we used to play hide and seek in the store and shit like that, but. We weren't like a 6'3", fucking, you know, fake-ass looking Fonzie dude. So, I don't know how he's pulling that shit. Yeah, I, he's just... I like Craig's look because he looks how Corey Feldman looks now. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that dude's a boner. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, Craig sees, uh, snatches the phone from her, hangs it up, and then, dem- <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, not like, hey, why are you calling? He's like... Give me my change. Like, he started getting mad because he didn't give her her change. Alright guys, sorry about that uh, little, uh, oh, hope you enjoyed the little EI break there. But uh, we had to take a break because uh, Aaron, Aaron called in. He, he called, uh, he called we, had, we, we, we stopped recording for a second to chat with him. And uh, he wanted to give his, his takes, his hot takes on, on, the, uh, on the movie for later hot when we get takes. to it. Um, and he wanted to know every, everything's doing good. So we uh yeah, put a little EI in there for you guys to enjoy. And now, uh, back to the main of the, the, the main feature here. So where we left off, uh, Craig had snuck up like a ninja on Jennifer, <laughs> snatches his phone out of her, and hangs up on it, hangs up the phone. And then, like, we didn't talk about it, but before the big fight broke out, the six-on-one crazy stone-cold Booker T grocery store fight, um, he, he, he bought a pack of cigarettes, and now he gets... For a dollar thirty-five. Again, sign the times, man. Now it's like, they're like five bucks or something. I don't know. Shit, I'm not a no, smoker, I, but they're, they're, I know they're... Almost ten dollars. Nine, do, nine fucking... Two goddamn much. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and... <laughs> um, so, yeah, he starts... Instead of like, hey, why did you fucking call the cops on me? Or why are you scared to fight? Like, he's like, give me my change, bitch! And he's fighting <laughs> over his change... Um, and then he force kisses her. He's like, he, so it's a wild. Th- if you start to think about the, just what's going on, it's this is insane. He goes from fight, 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 <laughs> bitch slaps her across the face, makes her nose bleed. Nose. Then give me my change, bitch. To I'm gonna kiss you hard and <laughs> just wait. Force that's kiss. not how you do it. <laughs> Because not just that's his in his playbook. Yeah, that's my that's my signature move. That's how I met your wife. I stop short and then I do it. <laughs> Guys, oh, so uh, and that's when uh, Danny and Dave. This is where Dave is, and Dave's kind of like the all-American hunky, good-looking guy guy next door in this movie. That's his. Ooh, tell type. me how you really feel, buddy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he they show up, grab Craig, drag him away, which is so weird because okay. Just, we just saw like Craig take out like six dudes by himself, but now two guys are able to grab him, drag him Fucking out the store. Ted Raimi does it all by himself. Like, <laughs> nah, I got you. <laughs> so uh, Danny threatens Craig and then has Bill unlock the door so they can toss Craig out. Um, afterwards, after Craig's gone, everyone's kind of gathered around. Uh, Jennifer tells him that the cops are sending a car out to check on him. Uh, while they're all gathered around, Danny breaks the news that he and Bill are selling the store to the city and that they need to mark everything down tonight for a big 
blowout sale tomorrow and that their jobs will end about the first of the month. And then Danny heads back to the office. Uh, after some moaning and moping around about the store closing and going to lose their jobs, all the crew goes back to work for the night to mark down the, all the store, all the prices, and then go butcher some sheep in the back or who knows what the fuck they're doing. I'd be getting rip roaring drunk. This man. is where my, my favorite scene in the movie well, comes th- in. That's why I like Ted, or is it Tim? Uh, Tim, the, the beer guy? Yeah. That's kind of what all he does in this movie. It's, it's like, get fucking train wrecked because, yeah. what, are you going to lose your job? <laughs> yeah, you're losing it anyway. you going to get a bad recommendation? <laughs> so right about this time, like you said, they're going back and doing it, and I think it's Dave, so you get like, you get about Ted Raimi's character, Joe, and he's produce like, he's Joe. like produce fucking, Joe. he's chopping up the fucking produce in the watermelons <laughs> yeah. and shit. And he's listening to this like goofy ass like yeah, I, music. I, yeah, I have to be kind of comment on that music later, but yeah, go on. And uh, like, you just see him for a second, and then like Dave just pops it. his head in the door, and he's like, "You lost your job, Joe!" <laughs> yeah. And then just fucking goes back. It fucking kills me every time I lose my shit. Yeah, that's it's a, so funny to me. Yeah, it actually is a pretty. I didn't cover it in my notes, but it, it's a good. It is a good kind of humorous. Uh, a, a point in this movie that it's I like I liked it too. It's very subtle, very short, but it's really it fits. <laughs> it, it helps kind of show like you like show the characters and personalities, it, right? It's, like it's that, that's good. probably how it really goes. Like fucking around. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta apologize real quick. My notes for this first chunk are just kind of bullshit. But when they're fighting, yeah, and they grab fucking uh, what is it, Craig? Craig, Craig by his hair. He flips the dude over him with his hair, like Sindel from fucking Mortal Kombat. Sindel or or Medusa from Marvel, but yeah, good God, (laughs) the power of the mullet is strong with them. (laughs) Not under the old Tennessee top hat. Let's bring it back, boys. (laughs) We'll be unstoppable. So um, they all go back to work. The phone rings. Uh, Jennifer answers it, and it's Craig. Just can't get enough. Uh, She hangs up on him and goes to talk to Linda. Uh, we get some backstory here about how Jennifer and Craig used to date and that one night they were at a bar and she broke up with him at a bar in a public place. Craig got upset and started a fight that ended. And during the fight, he ended up going, he went to prison basically for accidentally killing someone during this fight. All right. So he went, what was, it's kind of like an opposite of Con Air. Is that right? what it is? Yes. 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 I was just going to say that. It's like the Nick Cage scene. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Nick Cage. He's not staying he up for a killed a man with his hair. With his hair. The mullet. <laughs> so if they started dating, I think I grabbed, they started dating two years ago and he spent 15 months. Something like that. Yeah. 15 months. A year and some change for killing a man. Yeah. It's the A's, man. I guess. It's, Fuck. <laughs> they saw his hair. Accidental. Just, like, Whoa. just accidental. You know, it's like, hey. But Whatever. Let it go. And they just let him out. They're like, yeah, this guy's probably okay. Yeah, now. he's fine. More it's cocaine? Okay. okay. <laughs> he's fine. He's going to be rehabilitated. Let, let him out. Miami Vice is home. Um, so while they're talking, we see Craig standing outside, watching him through um, the glass doors, just standing there, stalking him. The phone rings again. Uh, this time, Linda answers it, but it's just Linda's boyfriend asking if she can, like, hey, bring me, you know, like, hey, bring me some beer when you get off some work tonight. Corona. I love how she answers it. She's like, listen here, fuckhead. And he's like, whoa, babe, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was you. That's how I answer when my guy calls. <laughs> is this where we get the sweet POV from the yes. phone? I love how ambitious this movie is with its fucking shots. We yeah. get a POV from a doorknob. And that's the first one, like, that you get that's like that. Right? I like, love staring that. Staring up and... There's there's a lot of good POV. There's like POV. They put a camera in like in a shopping cart that's going up and down the aisles. Right. That's pretty good. There's a lot. They do a lot of good. I the camera they, works really good. In this I think movie. they out Ramy Ramy with that, or either that or he's like, well, you got me in this. And speaking so, of some camera work, they also do some stuff like some like really cool lighting light framing with the lighting because there's a scene where it's much later in the movie, but one of the guys is like outside the office door 
And oh. it's like this little box of light, and everything yes. the rest of the screen is dark, and but it's just the way it's framed in this light. It's a great looking shot. It, it's really wonderful. Bunch of good, like that yeah. lobster tank and shit. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie that, that they really did well. Um, so that we, as Nacho said, we get POV shots of someone walking around outside in the parking lot, and then back to Jennifer sweeping up the aisles, and that's where she finds a note for her written by Craig saying that he still loves her and will do anything to get her back. Yeah, on so the paper again, towel special. Yeah, on the paper towel of Mike <laughs> Markdown. But again, think about it. this fucking ninja when he's being chased through the store by six people had time like, oh, wait, to pull out a marker, write a note, stick it on top of like the Markdown sticker, the price tag, and continue sneaking around the I'm store. I'm going to summon my best Aaron and <laughs> you always got time for a good love note. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here dude. <laughs> so like do we get another one of these notes later on or no is it just i think this? it's the only one that's just, this is the only one all right so like where did you guys watch yours you own this shit yeah okay not shit like it's a bad movie and then you i rented it i watched this movie three or four times i rented it and then i was like i just bought it i okay. straight up bought it i on, watched on it amazon off, i watched it off of tubi i swear to god when i watch movies streaming it's like the editing's all fucked up or something because the the note scene didn't happen until way later on. But anyway, well, because so she finds it, and that's where you get the second like interesting POV shot because it's looking up from the floor. She's sweeping. Yes, yes. dude, that was fucking tits. She yeah. crumbles it up, throws it, it down, and it like, covers up the camera, and it's and, and it's switched. like a dissolve yes. into the next scene, which is really neat. Yeah, it's Suck again, really George cool, Lucas. Yeah, it's a really cool. There's some really great camera work. It's in this like. Movie. Penthouse, glass table, POV. Okay, I don't want to get into that. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so the next several scenes we just watch as the crew goes about their nightly work, restocking shelves, marking on prices, and various other stuff. Um, there is a scene with Jen and Dave, and they agree to go out on a date because uh, Jen secretly had, had his crush on Dave, and he finally, he just broke up with his girl. So now they're going to go out on a date. And then Bill joins in the conversation telling Jen that he knows someone at another local store that needs a cashier. He's like, hey, I'll put a good word in for you. I'll help you get a new job when this one's in. She's like, oh, great. That'd be great. You know, you're such, just such a good guy, Bill. I love you. Um, hmm. So then we go to Linda and Bub talking about Craig and how he used to be really cool before yes. he went nuts. Because Bub, I guess they used to be friends. He's like, yeah, you was really cool, man. They just went nuts. It was like, oh, dude, I don't get it. Like, not nah, cool, man. Do you like, have this whole dialogue exchange? This is the best. Because <laughs> if you don't, I do. I got it. Okay. Because he's, he's telling her, he's like, we used to be best friends. And then he started stealing. And then he started stealing from me. And he almost killed me one time. And i got to be honest. And there's a dog again, but go on. <laughs> if my brother hadn't hit him repeatedly in the head with a blender, I'd be dead. <laughs> Well, Jeff, it was a Hamilton Beach Blender. <laughs> right. You know, best for bludgeoning heads. Go look up their Yahoo review this, right this now. This goofy too. dialogue. There's a couple scenes like this. Like the Joe thing lost his job. This one. There's like another one later. I, I just love that. That's so fun. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, it it's, really does. You don't see that in horror movies very often. You really don't. I don't know why. Like the first time I watched this movie years ago, I hated it. I was like, I guess I found a shit rip and it was like. You couldn't see what the fuck was going on. And then, like, it's like, oh, we got to watch this movie. And then I watch it. I was like, god damn, dude. This movie's really fun. This is like an unofficial Raimi movie, kind of. And I'm, thank you yeah. for <laughs> giving me a chance to reevaluate Well, you're this, very welcome. good. So, break time comes for the crew. And we cut. Everyone's in the back, like, in the back of the store, like, the warehouse section. Sitting around a table eating, drinking in the back. Um, uh, just, you know, in the back of the store somewhere. Break uh, room. 
And Bill talks tells a story about how he used to be a volunteer firefighter. And he goes, it's a very, it drags out. It does come back later, but at this point, I didn't write down my notes. But he talks about this accident that he got called out on that made him finally decide to quit after seeing the gory mess of the uh, uh, of the accident. And he talks about how, his, I think, a captain or some other he worked with was, he saw him coming, walking down the street with a sandwich in one hand, swinging, swinging a it, severed it, head in the, the other. other. He's like, yep, here's the head, guys, and eating a sandwich like it was absolutely nothing wrong. And then Bill's like, that was it for me. I, I couldn't do it anymore, and I, I quit. That's like gallows humor. Go uh, ahead, bud. Unfun fact, this exact story was in Raising Arizona yes. with yeah. Nick Cage in yeah. 1987. So what's the time? What's the connection? That's, I don't know. But I, 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 I didn't know that. just ripped it off. <laughs> Fuck, it's a good story. Maybe it's like one of those, like, uh... Urban legend or something like that. Scott's people was like, around. nobody's going to see Raising Arizona. I'll make well, this movie no. instead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Raising Arizona did come out first. Doing John Candy scrapes his knuckles on the fucking ceiling, dude. I die. Every- or was that his little butt? Whatever. Moving on. Uh, moving on. At this point, uh, the police finally show up. And the two cops, these two cops are kind of the epitome of the bumbling, dopey local cops. They're, they're like old. They're like... They're the guys like I'm one day away from retirement. They're not even that guy. They're the guys who are like who are like seven years past retirement age. And the defective of, detectives. Yeah, they're just bumbling dopes. I bet you one's like O'Connell and O'Malley kind of shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, guys, fuck. It's not even a real gun. It's just a piece of wood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking banana. Uh, so the whole everybody, the whole crew goes out to the front of the store to talk to him, let him in, and we get a you know after a very short conversation with the cops. They leave, like, hey, well, if anybody happens again, call us, and they, they I like leave. how the tall fucking Elwood-looking one was uh, basically staring at the chicks the whole time, and, like, the old one's like, come on, let's go, Ralph. Come on, <laughs> leave it. He's fucking sussing the suspects, man. He's sizing them up. Sizing them up, yeah. <laughs> He's an equal opportunist, man. Opportunist, that's a fucking word. Let me get some more fucking things. Yeah, I think Webster's just made that officially a word. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Linda and Jen, they talk while Jen's checking out Linda, like Linda's beer because she's buying all of her groceries for night. Linda mentions how much her man Teddy <laughs> hates it when she's late because I guess he slaps her around too because it's the 80s. So, uh, at how this is point, she gonna make a woman learn? And this is where Just I think kidding. they get she that there's like there's like some kind of now it's some kind of weird shining telepathic link here because the Shannon because now Jen's nose starts to bleed. So, I think that's sort of like I think she's like now anytime there's physical abuse she just starts getting nosebleeds there's like, a sign like stress yeah it's like oh you you get the slappings too huh i can i can tell because <laughs> my nose is bleeding <laughs> i've been hit there once or twice <laughs> it's like the bleeder from alone uh, in the dark alone in the dark <laughs> that's a good sorry way off topic um so outside we get some more pov shots of someone walking around and up to the up one of the back doors uh, we cut to Linda outside going to her car with her bags of groceries. She opens the trunk, places the bags inside. And here's another like, cool shot because we see like the shadow of a man. Like she opens her trunk and then the shadow of the man kind of goes, like shows up on, on the trunk. and But she can't, obviously she can't see Out him. of her POV. Yeah. And so um, <clears throat> she closes the trunk, looks up and she gets grabbed by the neck. And we see a large knife get raised in the air. It cuts to Produce Joe chopping a watermelon in half. So that, that classic 80s killed to a you know something else to being like a cut. cutaway yeah to cut away literally is that what you guys got from that i thought she turned into a watermelon or something <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck i'm okay i like as soon as it cuts someone into smoke it. you gotta stop smoking so much dude <laughs> yeah, well, i, I just off, passed man. that law <laughs> yeah i'm okay 
So, like, yeah, as soon as they do it, and then, like, fucking Produce Joe is sitting there, like, haphazardly cutting into this what watermelon. What the fuck? Get a melon baller. Dancing to his own music. Yeah. And I, 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 Chomp no, I one point, I was like, I was thinking, like, the way he's cutting in, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because I'm like, he's just, like, destroying It's like, you can't sell that now. <laughs> what are you doing? He's you, just like, you don't remember. Hey, well, he just lost his job. Yeah, he doesn't even it. know yet, but at the same time, now nah, they're all getting fired anyway, so who cares? <laughs> so, like, maybe he's, no, you can't even salvage that for, like, a fruit salad because he's making, like, octagon yeah like it's, it's not know. like he's kind of like a little piece off like oh i'll just cut this so i can use the rest for later he's just like it's the weirdest most like chaotic it's, cutting it's of a i've ever seen man. i loved it what is crazy though like at this point though like we've gotten to it a little bit faster what but is what, what there has been 30 minutes of the movie now yeah something like yeah and that's the first kill yes period and yeah. then it's just pretty choo choo like but from here on, i mean it, yeah i'm not gonna say i mean the pace in this movie you you for a movie that takes place in a grocery store, sure. which is why I picked this on the first place based on the the, the bar, like grocery store. I'm like, okay, this is gonna suck, but uh, it's actually paced very well, I think. But that is, I would say, that is unusual for like an eight, especially a late '80s horror movie where you're trying to get to the action normally as fast as possible, at least one or two. Well, what did Danny it's, Stamen from Friday the 13th I, Part 5 say? You need to kill or every, pair of tits every eight ten minutes. minutes. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Like, it, there's such a fine line. Because I know in the past, you know, we've talked, we've complained about how pace is like, oh, we're 40 minutes into the movie and we're finally getting our first kill. What the fuck, man? It's so, And then there's other times where, like, <clears> there's a kill, like, in the first 10, 20 minutes, and, or, or 20 minutes, and then, like, you know, dry that, you get that, that, that dry spell for 30, 40 minutes and nothing happens. And this movie, it's the opposite. Like you said, you get the first kill 30-something minutes in. But at this point, with this movie, I guess on a movie-to-movie basis, it, it didn't bother me because I was like, oh, where's no. the kills? Because like, like you said, the writing is interesting you, enough. I'm, 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 you I'm, get kind of lost. I'm actually starting to – you start actually learning a little bit about the character. Not saying there's great character depth. and it's They like, kept it entertaining. But it's there's enough going on with the characters and, and stuff like that that you, you I didn't feel like it was paced solely like I – it was taking a long time. Although I could see some people like, okay, we're in a grocery store. They're cleaning. Where's the tits? They're cleaning again. Yeah, where's the tits? There's actually no tits in this movie, which is surprising for a horror movie. But there are zero tits in this movie, and uh, which is okay It's at, when, it, uh, when it's all said and done. I'm going to do my errand again. Marshall, I know <laughs> you're okay with it, but I like the tits. I like the tits. Hey, I love the tits, too. Everybody <laughs> loves them titties. What the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was like, no. You got to go a little more Brian Posehn with it. You I know that. It. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> nice reference to Brian Posehn. But, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, 30 minutes in, we finally get a first kill. And, and you would think, oh, fuck. I would say the very first time I watched it, I was like, fuck, it's going to be one of those movies where you're not going to see the kills, you know? Right. Like, fuck, everything's going to be a cutaway. Oh boy, <laughs> boy were oh you boy. wrong? I was so wrong, and we're gonna come to some wonderful stuff l- l- coming up. All right, uh, real so- quick. So uh, I gotta to overcompensate for my lackluster kills of uh, you know, fucking Mrs. Claus, cause I was just sucking bad. I, I have this kind of like as if we were uh in a grocery store, like you're reading the fucking ad for it for each kill. So it's uh death number one. We have curbside delivery. We'll bring the business to you, or bring the business straight to you. You do not even have to get out of the car. <laughs> you can shut this down real quick if you're not feeling. That, that, it. I, I, I won't. Lie. I was not feeling that one. Okay. I was so, not feeling that one. Oh. You, you start off like, oh, curbside. Okay, you start, and then it kind of, and then you went. Because she's already out of the car. She's already out of the car, and yeah. 
I was thinking, like, unfortunately, she, there was no melon ball. I was like, she got melon ball or something. But there, <laughs> she got reverse Gallagher there. Yeah, there I don't go. know. She turned into a watermelon. Uh, they so can't hold people. We jumped to Danny and Bill, and the, they're still in the office talking about the store's finances and how Bill can't believe that, that the store has been losing money pretty consistently over like so, for however long it's been. They should be gaining money. They're not giving people their change for a $1.30 package. Yeah, of exactly. Fuck. Uh, Bill voices his disapproval over. Danny's selling the store and, and basically the city's going to bulldoze it and all this stuff. And, but Danny's like, I don't care. Just, he mentions bill that at least, Hey, no bill. At least you get some money out of it. You're making a profit. So shut up. And Danny, he's a real dick. He is kind of a dick. I kind of hope he dies. Uh, Danny tells bill, uh, <laughs> to, uh, sign the final contract or something like that. He's like, you know, sign the goddamn contract. Bill hesitates. Uh, Danny gets more firm with Bill. Bill then begrudgingly signs the paperwork, the contract, signing over you know the, the, the sale of the store, then leaves the office, leaving Danny to go over his, in the office alone uh, to finish his, his paperwork. We cut to Jen in the bathroom, cleaning herself up from the blood, uh, and, then, and then it goes right back to Bill loading the industrial compactor with boxes, and I saw that. I'm like, whoo, maybe foreshadowing there. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Did they do the shadow thing, or is that late? No, that's much later. Okay, moving on. Uh, he hears a noise, goes off to investigate, and he ends up by one of the back doors. There's a lot of back doors in this place because it's fucking huge. This place has so many exits. It's so many exits. <laughs> it's like you're having that hard of a time getting out. You're yeah. not dying in a fire at this point. No, there's, there's so many exits. Um, and then he, so he, he comes to this one back door. It's down like a long hallway. It's so, it's like the weirdest thing. Like, it's this long, long hallway that ends in one door, and he's standing like, like, all the way at the end of the hallway, looking down like this 30, 40 foot hallway. But somehow he manages to see the tiny little doorknob just slightly wiggling back and forth. They were using this shot re- a couple times. But. And they really ha- like try to hamper on uh, uh, the like the tension of this. It's like, it's like doorknob squiggle, squiggle. Bill's eyes, <gasps> doorknob wiggle, wiggle. Bill's eyes, <gasps> doorknob wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> I mean, it goes back, back so many forth. times. I feel like the hammer that he's holding even gets a scene for a second. Yeah, Bill is holding a, a, a an old claw hammer <laughs> at this point. Um, so, and then it just cuts the Bill outside. So, like, nobody comes in the door. Nobody, he doesn't go open the door. Just Bill's outside now. And he's looking around and he finds Craig. <gasps> is this the cool dumpster reveal? Yes. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> sweet. He, he's walking around. And he's by the dumpster, and I guess he bumps it or something, and because the lid, the, the dumpster lids are up, and one of the lids falls down to reveal Craig hiding behind the dumpster, peering in through like the bathroom window like a pervert. He's like, "Huh?" Just I watching love, Jennifer I, getting changed. I love his face. He's like, burr, burr. "Yeah, exactly." Whoop whoop. And so um, he's watching Jennifer through the bathroom window. Bill and Craig get into a fight now. Come to the second greatest fight of the movie. This fight is pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I, again, especially after we saw Craig manhandle five people by himself, and now it's one-on-one with Bill, who in this movie is at least 40, 50-ish. In some yeah. change. And Craig's, like, in his 20s. He should easily be, like, just dominating you know Bill. I got it. Uh, fucking Craig was all coked out and roided up earlier, so it's wearing down. Now he's, he's worn off. Right, yeah. Worn, yeah. That would make sense. 
What's uh, crazy is when he like shoves Bill up against the uh, dumpster, like that lid. It's kind of like almost bites his fucking head yeah, off. Yeah, it's like uh, leaning against the building, and like it almost takes him out. And I don't think that that was intentional. I'm like, sure that wasn't. Imagine him being like just an inch back. Like yeah. he'd have been brained. Yeah, that's what Dan Hicks going. Hey, hey, now, what the <laughs> fuck? We had a Twilight Zone movie kind of instance it's on our hands. It's a fucking plastic dumpster lid. Calm yeah, it's, down. It's not like the dumpster itself like hopscotched on him. Or it looked, <laughs> sounded metal. I don't know. But, Sounded metal. So they're fighting really badly, and the fight ends when Bill, Bill, give me my Bill had a claw hammer. He he drops the hammer when he gets knocked up against the dumpster. Craig picks it up, gets and then gets like tripped or not falls on the ground. Bill goes like dive on him, but Bill bashes Bill over the head with the hammer, and Bill goes flying back into a pile of boxes by the dumpster. And then it just cuts away. That's that's the scene. I guess he's out of commission. Um, so more scenes of the crew working. And then we go back to Danny in the office. Uh, Danny gets grabbed around the neck from behind. And as Danny, he's getting strangled. Right? He's, we see him getting strangled. He tries to reach out for the store, like intercom thing, like that's sitting on his on the mm-hmm. desk. And his fingers keep hitting the button. But all the crew hears is this high-pitched feedback. It's like, eh, you know, which... Earlier in the movie, there is a, they do reference like how the intercoms is a low mess up because they try to make an announcement to the crew, and you get the high pitched feedback. He's like, "Sorry about that," and he makes an announcement. But now he's hitting the button; it's just high pitched feedback. The crew's like kind of ignores, like, "Ah, oh, it's just ignoring the feedback." He's it's like just, screaming, "Like help me!" But, but the, the screams aren't coming through. But yeah, and he's like, "Help me, help me!" And we cut back to Jen working, and uh, the store phone rings. She goes to answer it, and on the other end is Teddy. Uh, Linda's boyfriend asking her if Linda's still there. Jen's like, no, she left a while ago. And you can hear Ted, you know, in the background, just getting that slapping fist warmed up because that bitch ain't back with his beer yet. <laughs> Putting the baby powder he on that, it. He's doing the LeBron. He's cocaine on his hand. Get real. Come on. LeBron. He's doing the, poof, the powder up. <laughs> Warm up the slapping hand. Blow on it. Blow on it because it's getting upset. <laughs> Uh, so we jump back to the office where Danny is now slowly getting his head pushed down face first, like onto the, I don't know what these things are fucking called, but you see them in all these I movies. I call them receipt spikes. Yeah, they're basically that the receipt bill paper thingy that's just like a giant pointy spike that somebody puts on a desk. Why anybody thought that was a good idea, not dangerous? Use yeah. a fucking never paper knew. clip. You yeah, it's, it's just like a sharp paper holder. Or just, yeah. I work with those things, it, It's man. basically just about, a yeah. fucking desk weapon. Like, I'm just getting an inbox, you know, in. Or like a little cute box. But no, it's one of those giant, like, like good a six fucking, inches of metal spike. It's like a, a hockey puck at the bottom and then just like a metal, metal spike. spike. Exactly. And he's like using it earlier and he's like going to town yeah, like, on it. Zoom, and like the whole zoom. time I'm like, oh, he's going to get himself. You got to spread your fingers himself. all Again, that's, again, that's another really good Karen because they, they shoot from low. So the camera's like right at the base of that thing. And he's, you see his hand coming down with the paper. I thought the same thing first time watching. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like he's going to get his hand through that thing. Yeah. But just like in Industrial Pactor, I see that close at that special camera. I'm like, ooh, foreshadowing. Yes. And then I see this like, yep, here it comes. So he's getting his head slowly pushed down closer, closer to the, the, the end of the, the, the sharp point to this thing and the desk lamp gets knocked over as Danny's head is forced down onto the, the receipt spike and his face gets impaled and it goes it impales into Danny's soft left eye hole just right there right through Ooh, the eye his what soft left eye hole Ooh. normally it's soft eye hole but for some reason I put it left in there but normally it's soft eye hole speak to me sweet lips and uh, blood pours out of his eyes as, as, 
and it falls off onto the light bulb that's knocked over the lamp, turning the so light cool. red in the room. It's what, really cool. What do you got? I, I didn't have anything. I just you're death number two. You better come. You better come strong with this one, man. Bring it. You are on a Danny got the red light special. There you go. <laughs> I'll take that one. And that works for groceries. The red light special. That is cool. It even sets up the whole theme because, like, you don't see the killer because he sets, like, a bottle, like, Hennessy or something he's drinking down. It's like a green glass. Yes, and they do that. Then they shoot through the green glass bottle. Shot with There's love. some awesome And then the killer in comes in, and you can't see who it is. And then when all that blood drips on there, and it slowly coats the whole office in red, yeah. which they, like, show a couple times yes. later, which is really cool. Yeah. And this movie actually has, unlike a lot of horror movies we've done, this one actually, I did not really catch any real continuity errors with this movie at all as far as and just because i'm just thinking because they keep going back to the red light that's always there um so they did a good job that but it was really cool like that blood dripping out of the light bulb and you see it even like, when they wash through, like, over the, the ceiling little peephole slide later you can see the yeah the, yeah well, uh kind of drunk it was like that was a weird thing like the weird like Sliding spy, like spy hole. Nobody gets in this. Like the old, the old, the old speakeasy slider. <laughs> right. Yeah, like what the hell? Walt sent me. Um, <laughs> so, um, the killer goes over to the, to the fucking speakeasy slidey window thing and looks out into the store and watches Jen as she's just going about her work at the the checkout line. Um, so we cut down to Jen standing in sort of like this. She's kind of like in a trance, like just kind of spaced out. Looking down into a bucket of water as like more blood drips off her nose into the bucket. She's just profusely bleeding from yeah. that nose. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with it. No. Oh, God. You need help, man. There's something wrong. She's some- losing iron and I'm getting boners. <laughs> what? Uh, so, Dave, he comes up, snaps her out of her trance. Uh, she hugs him while telling him everything that... Uh, has her all worked up and scared and, and, and that her nose won't stop bleeding. And she saw Craig spying on her through the bathroom window and that Linda didn't seem to make it home and she's blah, 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 blah. Dave calms her down. This leads them to just making out now. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Let me make everything better with the power of my lips. And he they start making out on top of the checkout line. Like they're like laid, like laying on top of like the conveyor belt. Like, like we're beep, beep. It's just like, just they're on top of it. And he's going like tickling at her. Yeah. From my experience, girls don't like to be tickled. They, they, what my wife prefers to do is piddle themselves. Or get <laughs> nosebleeds. <laughs> so, uh, this is going on. We see Tim, Tim the beard dude, spying on them from behind the beer racks. Just creeping on them, man. creeping on them. So, Tim, who wants to get a closer look, comes out from behind the beer cooler and creeps up closer to him and watches from, like, the, from an end, the end of an aisle cap. And uh, watch them make out on top of the, the checkout line. And then we see how, however, the, we, the killer is now spying on Tim, who's spying on them creeping from behind on, the beer cooler. Yeah, it's creepy, creepy, creepy. Uh, then we cut to Produce Joe working in the back, eating olives out of a jar. He we see he reaches into the jar to try to, to grab an olive and we with his fingers. And we see a close-up, and we see his fingers brush up against, like, an eyeball that and then like he brushed something against the eyeball, then he grabs an olive that was like right next to the olive. Eyeball? Yeah, I probably I would assume so. And then he eats the olive, and I again I'm like, so, I was like, how the fuck did the eyeball get in there? But then I was like, but still, it's such a cool show. I'm like, that's fucking 
creepy, man. Yeah. That's, that's straight scary. finger blast in that jar. Yeah, he is. This is like one of several miscellaneous body parts just strewn about the store yes. in places they don't belong. Yeah. But I'm fine with that. That's I was fine awesome. too because like, like, I, I, part, I, part of me is like, how the fuck the eyeball? And they're like, that's stupid. There's no way an eyeball. But I was like, I, I didn't it. care because it was so... I liked it. It was well done. The, 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 the tension of him, like, finger, like his fingers, like... Yeah, like, dancing around it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like feeling that G spot do the little tickle 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 tickle. Get that pump in too. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, PJ Prosto finishes his cheese and veggie tray that he's working on. Goes out to put in like the large walk-in cooler, and we as he goes into the cooler, he walks past this hanging one of these metallic. Um, knife racks that hangs on the wall and you see it's got three knives on it that was real subtle uh, and it, real it's subtle. real subtle it's real fucking subtle the only clue is the, is the noise Shing. yeah yeah. and so he opens the door and it co- the door covers up the, the knife rack he comes out closes the door and now there's only two knives on the rack where there were three so again subtle but you, it's like oh that's kind of cool man it's like that subtle do you remember when they did that in Jason Takes Manhattan what no, That's, sorry. Uh, most people don't watch those movies like every other day, like I do. I, I mean, I remember the movie. But I just don't remember what was that in the was yeah. that still on the cruise ship then? Yeah, the cruise ship. They're in the kitchen. Okay. It's the old fucking beef jerky looking dudes walking by, and then like he turns the corner and they walks past the same knife rack. I, I don't remember that part, but it's man. okay. Most people don't remember that movie <laughs> at all. So, um, so um, so now. Uh, I, this is where you mentioned it earlier, but I'm, this is where I mentioned it, that this entire movie, every time we see Pro's Jill, good old PJ, he's listening to music on his Walkman with his headphones on. He's doing his thing. But it's the, every time we see him, it's the exact same song. That, uh, At the exact he, every, same point. Yes. Every time he's on screen, it's the exact same song, the exact same point every like, time. So it's like an endless loop of just oh, this. It's like synth techno. Yeah, it's this weird music. boop techno. Yeah, it's beep, beep, boop, boop. It's so weird. And I kind of hate, this is the one thing I kind of, I don't like about the movie is because it gets annoying and the song never changes every single time. But anyway, PJ, he's chopping veggies like a fucking madman. Right, that's a cleaver's job. Chopping broccoli. Yeah, he might as well be. But, like, he's doing, like, crazy. He's not, like, doing, like, the chef chops where it's just, like, chop, 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 chop. He's doing, like, so his chops, like, they're not just, like, you know, like I said, the chop, 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 chop. He's doing full-on arm Big behind his head, like, wind-up yeah. chops. Rearing up. Like, up. like he's fucking A-Rod. Yeah, like, he's, it, it, it's insane. So, um, so, uh, yeah, he's taking the knife all the way up back to his head, chopping down the side. And then, um, and that's when... Uh, he suddenly PJ. I'm sorry, I'm sorry because it's kind of cool. Uh, he suddenly he himself gets chopped in the back of the head with a with the large knife. The knife cuts his headphones in half, they, like, which fall off his yes! head onto the floor. That's which so fun. I loved it. I thought was that was cool. great. And the music is still playing. Yeah, still playing. There's no reason it wouldn't. That's very true. There's no you reason. You are it. correct. You are correct. But I just I love it. Just, that it's just, a great touch. They kept with that. Yes. that I like that. Uh, so after Prochio falls to the floor dead, the camera lingers then on a sign on the wall that reads safety first, knives are sharp, please be careful. <laughs> Which again, just Real fun. tongue in cheek. Yeah, real t- just fun stuff. Um, we got back to Dave out in the store restocking his shelves while Jan continues to clean her checkout lane. Um, this gag, now there's this gag that goes on with 
between Dave and Bub. Uh, Dave stocking shelves and Bub's on the other side of the just aisle, being knocking, a just being a dick, just knocking the shelf, like the stuff he stocks, knocking it onto the floor. I like how over when Dave goes to cut the detergent out of the box before that happens, yes. and he like slits, the gets too fucking, yeah, he gets like gets too into it, and he cuts the fucking detergent, he holds up, he's like, God damn Dave, it, not again. That's why you use a box cutter and not a pocket. And that was that was the days before pods, people. That was the old. <laughs> that was yeah. You had to mix that shit with water and drink. You it. could yeah. You couldn't swallow this. <laughs> oh, I have a death for three. So um, now so um, at this point we we cut we see PJ's uh, body getting dragged off screen and, and this one the music's still playing but it's all like slowed down. It's like, and... like so the batteries are dying yeah, or something or like the was... tapes all messed yeah. up from. Uh, okay, Nacho's like he has a. It's it's real good. It it's better a, be good. It's not it a grown. Better be. The killer is slashing the competition's prices. <laughs> the red light one was better. Yeah. yeah well, what do you think? Shut up, twat. Here, hang on to that for me. <laughs> so we jump back to Randy now, knocking on the office door, looking for Danny. Um, now uh, he he's not getting any answer. He looks through the hole in the door, and that's not, this is this is the one thing I did not understand about this, because um, when he now. The doorknob to this door is missing, but I don't think it was missing earlier. So I don't know why there's suddenly no doorknob in this door. So what is I assume freezer door thing? No, gotta... this is the office door because because he went to go look. He's knocking the office door looking for Danny and Bill. Oh, shit, I'm and because he, he looks through the he he, yeah, he peers through the doorknob the hole where the doorknob should be into the office and didn't get stabbed in the eye. So here's what no. I think: it was huh. one because you can see that red light shining through, yes. which is great. Yeah, I th- I just assumed that the killer removed the knob. So that you couldn't enter oh, that like, room like and see Evil. the carnage. Yeah, but couldn't you still and you, well, you just open the door, put your fingers in the, the, the hole now and pull the door open? Most likely. I mean, there, that's yeah. not a well, way to keep I didn't it. see if it had a deadbolt, but I assume that that's probably well, how you could get into it. But spoiler it, alert, there's not really any carnage in there. But if it had a deadbolt, that means he would have to lock from the inside and then he's tr- he can't get out of the room. Hey, man, I'm the viewer, not the killer. <laughs> Normally, this is the part I blurt out. Let's not do the movie's job for it, but this yeah. movie's actually very competent, so I'm glad we're taking the time to figure because this, this out. Because like, this is the one that well, I, I, say, I don't understand. Like, I don't you, get about You said it. that there was a spot where you didn't think they made any mistakes. So actually, later on, they do run by the office and... There's a scene where you see the door. What if the killer instead a of missing the doorknob like a hole? It's missing the doorknob on this side, but the 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 mechanism is still in the door, like that little silver plate that yeah. allows it to go through is still in there. Uh, it only happens one more time later in the movie. It's real quick, but I caught it earlier. Huh. And I, maybe they just had to go back and shoot the scene. Maybe it's like filler or something. They yeah, I didn't catch it. it. I have hobbies, so yeah. <laughs> I missed. I'm, the part you're talking about, I missed that. But yeah, I, I, it's so weird. Like it's only the, now the doorknob's missing. Anyway, he peers through the, the hole in the door, and he see that when, as he's looking through the hole, we see a shadow of a man kind of come up behind him. But the sh- as the shadow gets closer, a ladder falls on Randy, causing. Uh, and then the shell like oh and he shell like darts off as because he's about to get caught this is so dumb and I like Randy's like who the fuck put a ladder like oh wait I, I, I put he's like there. yelling at the ladder and then he's like well, it was my fault he's like hey wait a minute what's funny oh I like how the the, the shadow made the ladder appear much larger than it is yes. it falls he says it it looks like it's an eight foot ladder yes. he says it's, it's like a three foot fucking ladder yeah it's like a small ladder I don't know why it was, was that way but it just made me was chuckle was that the same ladder they used earlier when old boy was like you boys were up in the attic no because that, 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 that ladder one. was 
uh, like nailed in. Yeah, yeah. that letter oh, okay. actually attached to the wall. It's just like wooden rungs nailed in, or screwed into the wall. It's, so I was like half awake when I watched this. Um, like, we cut uh, to Tim putting new price stickers on some beer in the back while continuing to drink beer. Um, who does that? At the door. Yeah, I don't know who drinks. It's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> a door at the end of the hallway squeaks open. Tim hollers down for someone to shut the door. Not getting any response. He gets up, goes down to the door. He opens it up, sticks his head through the doorway, and hollers out for people to keep the doors closed. And remember to keep the door to the beer coolers closed as well. Tim then closes the door, turns to go back to work, and that's when he gets stabbed in the stomach with a large knife. He falls back against stacks of beer, which cause some of the beer cans to rupture, seeing beer spraying along the walls, along with his blood. And it's kind of cool looking, but... Yeah. Um, so not just got a big old smile on his face. He's all excited about something. So, here. so was this? So did he get stabbed so hard that the knife actually pierced yeah, him? See, was, I thought that too, but the knife. I don't think so because it's not. If it was a machete, yeah, but the knife's not. It's like knife, a butcher knife. It's just a regular up, like boys. Michael Myers kitchen knife. I can knife. flex here. I used to work in the meat department at Schnooks, so you can get a fourteen-inch kitchen knife. You know, from the tip of my finger to the tip of my elbow. Easily pierced through. I've seen fucking. bigger. Yeah, you, you well, if that's it, but I don't think that knife. I think it was just a regular like. Like Michael Myers kitchen knife, and I thought the same thing too. Like, oh, did it pierce? But the knife's not big enough. So I think it was just the force Pure of his rain. body hitting, right. hitting oh, the beer caused it to loose. like not. Well, that's and good I too. I liked how the cans were generic beer. Yes, the beer brand beer. And then they had like different boxes <laughs> with different colors that still just said beer. Yes, I love that. <laughs> the beer <laughs> brand beer. The store, could you? Bring me beer brand beer. Beer brand beer. Do you guys remember when they had beer thirty brand beer? <laughs> no. I don't. Death number four. This blood's for you. Or oh, there you it's go. killer time. <laughs> I like this blood's for you. That's better. Options. Uh, so we uh, now there's some more quick fire shots of others working. Jen still cleaning the goddamn checkout lanes. Randy's cutting up some chicken. Well, she keeps Bob's bleeding all over. Yeah, that's she, the problem. <laughs> Bob's is using the industrial trash compactor in the back. Bob um, goes to load some more boxes into it when he sees a shadow of someone on the other this side of the compactor. So, cool. so he thinks it's Tim messing around with him. Bubs does like, and this, okay, now, I know I said earlier I didn't think there was much wrong with this movie, but there's another thing that this does, what's about that does bother me a little bit. So, Bubs does a, a complete lap around the compactor machine, but doesn't find anyone. But when he gets back to the front of the machine, we see the killer rise up from behind the machine again. So I'm like, that means he never left the back of the machine. So that means Bubs walked like would have had to walk right past the fucking killer. You know where Bubs didn't look? Up, up, or in the machine, I guess. Yep. But still, I was like, that that that's, that kind of bothered me a so little I, bit. Actually, I gotta disagree here, and really? I have a different opinion on this on this okay. scene Let's simply hear. because. Uh, looking through the mesh, it's very obvious, in my opinion, that it's Craig, because he is, yeah, he is, he is potentially still around at this point. We don't know. Okay. And when when Bub makes the full journey around, and then there's the scene where obviously he's about to take it. The killer actually comes from the other end, so you see this this Craig type figure behind the mesh. Get the dry erase board. This is Bub, bullshit. Bub walks around. Yes. And then he can't find him, and then Craig kind of appears again and then technically but the, the cure comes from behind it's i know it's so weird it's like you see the shadow behind the compactor he walks around no one there he comes back to the front the shadow rises up again from the back of the compactor but when 
Bob's gets behind, gets grabbed from the front. So that means the killer is, it, it's I, fucking So that with, with you, that I agree with. I don't know where the hell whoever's back there goes. Yes. But I, I really believe that that is actually misdirection on this, in the film. Uh, because since the killer somehow comes from the other end, I really feel like this is actually Craig stalking around. And because you see like the leather jacket. See, I, yeah, you do. Did you in the, in the shadow? Yeah, it's, you can see the like silhouette. Okay. Then. I, I mean, if that's it, the case, I mean, I love that idea. If they did that, that's really cool. But I, I, I missed it. Too. I didn't see it. But anyway. but So, so what Nachos was saying earlier, like the first time he saw it, he didn't like it. Um, back in the VHS days, it was really dark and hard to see. So yeah. I'm not sure what or version is up online. DVD. But like I have like the like the Synapse Blu-ray version, and they like they had to clean oh, it up. Cool. And they like brightened it. No, the, the version I bought off Amazon was supposed to be like the, I don't know, was that what director's cut or so sorry, I think we should have the same version. one yeah, it's like yeah. the so it should version. be the same one yeah. wait a minute because the first time I saw it I never could recognize this and then in my blu-ray I'm like that looks like Craig and it just it was weird to me I got it it's like in sleepaway camp when it's the scene where um, fucking old girl Judy you know when she gets the uh, right snipped uh, the hair curler jammed up her butt or whatever <laughs> and vag debatable they, we you know that's right on that when you see Ricky in the fucking silhouette of it, but they they light it and it's just Ricky in a wig. Yes, they weren't banking on like higher technology later down the line, kicking you know? it up a notch, yeah. right? I just assumed it was like a red herring, but that's that's what from what I have now. I don't that's know. What it, I've it, seen. It, anyway, red scare. That's interesting. Uh, maybe you are, could be right. I can't. I mean, if it is Craig, and then Craig disappears, and then the killer comes. Anyway, Bubs hears the sound of glass breaking, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin comes <laughs> in. <laughs> No, I would. Uh, he goes over <laughs> to check it out. Chucked. And, <laughs> he, and, 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 and finally, he sees Tim behind the oh. beer brand beer shelf. This is cool. Uh, Tim has been propped up and made to look like he's still alive. So Bubs is like talking to like his head. He's like blah 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 blah. And then, the, but in the end, this is also weird because the geography of this scene doesn't make any sense either. Because when when it starts, Bubs is in like the back warehouse section with the compactor. But when it cuts to Bub looking at Tim through the shelves, you can clearly see that Bub's, Bub is out in the front part of the store where all the groceries are. And now he's looking back to the back. So it's really crazy. So And then anyway, popping up from behind the beer shelf come two arms that grab Bub and pull him up over and through the shelves while he's kicking his feet. Uh, so for some bullshit reason, Dave doesn't hear the loud echoing sounds of all the beer cans clanking and falling on the floor and all the ruckus that Bub is making being pulled Nobody through the, the shelves. Hear this. Nobody <laughs> hears this, even though it's a tiny store. The camera even cuts to Dave just working on the aisles nearby. And Dave only stops to look up to see... Huh? When a beer can goes rolling by. Still putting away the dish detergent. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, it keeps this is why this store is losing money. You've been here for an hour, and you're putting away the same goddamn box. Yes. Oh, you know what we should do after we get done with this episode? Go down to the local grocery store and recreate, not, not the murders, but the everything else. See how long it takes for people to be like, oh. <laughs> Uh, so we, we we cut to the back of the store where we see the killer now carrying a screaming bub over his shoulder, like firemen carrying this guy over his shoulder. Bub gets carried over to the, the compactor. The killer forces Bub's head into the machine, turns it on, 
Bub screams in terror as the killer continues to hold him down with one hand as the compactor plate slowly lowers down onto Bub's head. And this head crushing effect looks fucking awesome. All the gore in this movie is great. It's amazing. Slow clap for that. It's so cool. And when you combine it with the sound effects that they play during the head crunch, it's just fucking brutal and bloody. It's amazing. The guy who plays Bob is a terrible actor, but in this scene, he's really selling. Like, he's actually about to be crushed. Like, yeah. I firmly fucking believe it. What a great, like, shot, too. You can see right down to his fucking fillings. Like, yeah. that is fun. They go above and beyond with this. Oh, death number five. Um, the Baylor's not a toy if you don't know what you're doing. Get a coworker to help you. Safety first. <laughs> Dead fucking serious. So time passes. We jump to Randy working in the large walk-in meat freezer, the butcher shop slaughterhouse part of the, the right. store uh, that has whole dead pigs hanging from hooks that hang down from a rail system on the ceiling. There's some Italian boxer in the yeah. There's like Rocky's town on him. Yeah. Hey, Paulie, is this okay? <laughs> the penguin screaming at him? I don't know what's going on. This movie's off the rails. Uh, as he goes through all the various uh, wrapped meats on the shelf, he finds a bloody severed hand wrapped up like it's ready, like a steak ready to sell. I love right before this, he's like, smells one. He's like, oh, you're going on special tomorrow real hard. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I used to work in the meat department. Dead fucking serious. That's, that's how that goes down. But again, I love this killer just has time for... I guess pranks. He's, a, <laughs> he's putting eyeballs in olive jars, and now he's wrapping up his severed he's hand. Shrink wrapping it too. Shrink wrapping it. He's a real youngster. Honestly, you could shrink wrap. I wish you would have like went in close with it. Maybe like saw like a price tag a on price it or something, on. like with the full poundage. Yeah, five ninety nine a pound, something like that. <laughs> Man, it's just special. Um, so that's when he gets grabbed from behind, and this I do call bullshit on this too because as soon as he gets grabbed from behind, keep in mind the hand, a hand singular. That grabbed him, grabs him on like top of his shoulder, like by like a collarbone, and then lifts Randy at least like a foot off the ground, one hand by like the shoulder. So the, it's he so pulls weird. like a Jason Voorhees kind of one arm. The killer is like a T eight hundred. Yeah, dun, 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 like it's dun, not dun, like dun. he gets him underneath the armpit, hoists him. He's grabbing he like pinches him, he pinches him like a Vulcan, like Ooh, a Vulcan like death lock, like in Toy Story. The claw. It's the claw. <laughs> yeah, he grabs him like the shoulder, the collarbone, and lifts him a foot up off the ground. While he's got him off the ground, he impales Randy's face through one of the dangling meat hooks and leaves his body hanging off the hook. Um, that's and as the hook's coming through his face, does this it pop out excellent. his mouth or just it's I, in the zone? It does not. It, it's, it's just in the zone. And Sam Raimi looks so good in this. Yeah, scene. he really sells, sells it. it. He's selling it. It's really good. Blood yeah. pouring out from under the freezer door. It's like leaking out into dripping the, onto like down to the floor. You see like the reflection up. This is another yeah. really cool shot. So we cut back to Jennifer, who's still fucking cleaning her checkout line. Now, you're right. This is why they're losing money. She has spent like an hour cleaning the same checkout line. She's doing the job. They're just not paying her for it. Um, Dave is also still working in the aisle stocking cell. We did. We missed this earlier, though. When she starts cleaning, she's got that bucket. Yes. And we get one of those other POV shots from inside the bucket. And she's crying. Was she it crying? Tears. No. I didn't Two do tears I in a bucket? Blood. Is I it blood? Yeah, I talked about because that's right when Dave comes up. He's like, oh, I'm so scared oh. my nose won't stop bleeding. Is that was, blood in there? It was, yes, it's her oh, nose it's dripping blood. I was getting ready to drop some woo on you guys. <laughs> Two tears in a bucket. I'm not saying that word. And, right, you know where we're going from here. Uh, there's a quick shot of another 
a bloody severed hand being dropped into the lobster tank, which That's back so in the good. night in the A's were still a thing where you could go to the supermarket and had a lobster. The last tank, one I go, saw Give was me that lobster was literally um, shopping right in Collinsville. Uh, no, I mine was uh, uh, right across from Belleville East. The Schnooks used to have yes. one. The Schnooks on the west end of Belleville used to, when I grew up, they had a lobster yeah. tank. I remember last as a time. kid, I always loved going, oh, we're looking at the lobsters. Yeah. They're like, they're like, like rubber a fish thing together. and a rubber band. Like, why are there fish here? Like, that shit is not around anymore. Nope. PETA said no to that. <laughs> yes. Dude, I got one. So my uncles used to get drunk and surprised. And then like Collinsville, the lobster tank, they take the lobsters out and do lobster races and Schnooks and whip cupcakes like from the Simpsons kind of shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You got a kill for this? Oh, I do. Uh, with our state-of-the-art facilities, our freeze and our freezers, our meat stays longer. Ah, oh, fuck you! It, fuck whatever. that up. You're done. Words, you're yeah, done. You're, yeah, done. you're yeah. done. I retire those. You're done. Uh, Dave, who thinks Bob is on the other Bob, I'm sorry, not Bob. Bob is on the other side of the aisle. Asks Bob to toss over a box cutter. Boxer gets tossed over the aisle. Dave tries to catch it, but it cuts the palm of his hand. So he heads to the back of the store. Close it when you throw it, dick. Yeah. What, don't they automatically close? No, or? no, not the old ones. Okay. Even mine doesn't. Uh, in the, the back, he mine. finds a meat slicer that has been left on. Uh, he goes to turn it off, and then he goes to bandage his hand up. And in one of the bathroom stalls, he finds a set of severed feet wearing <laughs> boots which he thinks is actually pig's feet that Randy placed there to Just mess more with body parts. Just more, more, more body parts. More funny guys. <laughs> Good with the pig's feet. And it made me wonder, whose fucking feet are those, though? Like, we've not seen anybody get, like, shredded or cut in half or anything yet. Like, who is severing feet post- Well, I, so, I, and th- hands I and think feet. they kind of answer it later. I don't want to spoil it now, but I will, I'll get to it later. Okay. Um, so, um, whoa, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I was muffled that. Was that Marty? <laughs> yeah, that was the, <laughs> Marty. Um, so Dave leaves the bathroom, heads to the walk-in meat freezer, looking for Randy. He's about to open the freezer door when some flour falls down from the ceiling. Um, <laughs> next to the freezer is that ladder you're talking about, where it's like a ladder, it's like nailed to the wall that leads up to like this attic storage space. So um, he climbs the ladder, calling out for Randy and Bub. He opens the hatch to the attic. A fake head with a Halloween mask falls on him. After the jump scare, he shines his flashlight around the dark storage area, not seeing anything, goes to climb all the way up, and that's when up, up pops a bloody and somehow still alive Danny, the man owner. He won't die. He will not die. Who's missing his eyeball and bleeding profusely from the eye that socket. Money, trying to sell that store. Dave loses his grip, falls, but quickly scrambles to his feet, runs away screaming. He runs up to another window that that, that um, overlooks the front of the store. When he looks out, this he sees so Craig. Bizarre. Yeah, it's a crazy layout. It's like Discovery Zone slash a grocery market. <laughs> <laughs> DC, where kids want to be. Uh, he looks out and sees Craig walking down an aisle towards Jennifer. Dave starts like banging on the window. Apparently, it's like soundproof glass now too. Right, or bulletproof because he's like, know. <laughs> he, nobody hears him. Uh, Jen never hears him screaming or sees him. Um, Dave runs back over to the ladder, climbs back down, completely ignoring the bloody and pleading for help, Danny. He's like, help me, help me. He's like, fuck you, Danny. I'm out of here. <laughs> you killed my job. I don't give a fuck about you. He just leaves Danny there. And, uh, but when Danny grabs, but Danny kind of grabs for Dave, just scares Dave, even though he clearly sees him right in front of him, and Dave falls off the ladder. I already have him as death number two, so he's dead already. Yeah. He's, he's dead to me. But, 
fucking love what happens next. I love this so much. Dave slowly gets up, and right as he stands up, we see the killer who goes all John Woo action movie style <laughs> somehow come flying into view, holding on to the meat hooks on the rail system, feet raised, drop kicks Dave in the chest. The killer drops from the meat hook and proceeds to hack at Dave with a meat cleaver that somehow he managed to hold on to while holding on to the meat hook, sliding down the railing. This is one talented killer. He I had love it in this. his mouth. I just hear like that. Oh, like a fucking pirate? <laughs> <laughs> he has like, he's t- doing the Tarzan. It's like, oh, 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 grabs Dave by the ankles and starts to drag Dave across the floor. Dave tries to grab for the cleaver as he gets dragged past him, but he's unable to actually get his hands on Unsuccessfully. The killer picks Dave up and flops him down on a giant reciprocating meat saw. The the blade of which is right by his head. And again, I've, I will say there's no way the killer would have been able to do all this and hold Dave down. Because Dave's not a tiny guy, but he does it with one hand. Holds Dave down on top of the saw with one hand. Dave should have easily been able to escape, but fuck it. I love it anyway. The killer flips the switch. The saw roars to life, and the killer pushes Dave's head through the saw, which cuts Dave's head in half. And again, the fucking special effects on this kill are so... I'm going to say again, fucking amazingly awesome. Like, especially when you think about the time that this was made, like in 88, 89, and this was all done, the practical effects. This is one of the most amazing, awesome special effects so I've good. ever seen. It's so good. Like, if you compare this to, like, the Bub one, like, you can see, you could poke holes in the Bub one, like, a little bit. Like, a little, yeah. Effect. But, like, with the Dave one, like, and what I love most about it, it's like, a lot of movies would go with the easy kill. You'd put it at the neck, right? Yeah. Or you'd put it maybe at the top of the head. You've yeah. Seen that no, this goes right through it's the like, center. Of it's like right so at the gross. nose, bridge, like lip, right nose. above the teeth. Yeah. And and like his teeth are showing the whole time. Yeah. Dude, it is dirty. It is one of the as gruesome, vicious and kills. It, like, there's a good, like, it leads back to it later. It's yeah. so fun. So fucking good. One of the best kills I've ever seen. That's um, rough. We go back to Jennifer alone in the store. She starts calling out and looking for all the other wor- others as she starts wandering around the empty aisles. She picks up a box that fell off the shelf, puts it back. Another box falls off. So kind of like that Is thing we saw with Dave detergent? and Bub. Yes, it's the detergent again. Um, now she's starting to get really nervous and scared that no one's answering her. So she heads to the back, still calling out for people. As she walks through the dark, she steps on a human eyeball and that gets squished underneath her shoe, which I'll be honest. Is that what that was? Yes. Yeah. It, oh. There's fucking, our, like, fourth miscellaneous yeah, body part. This actually made that. me shiver, but it came to like, oh, that will, cause, again, just because you see, like, a close of her heel hitting it, and then that no, squishing yeah. effect, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, it was so good. It was, you know, it might even be like a pig's eye or something. Like, it's pretty cool. No, yeah, that, it, you know, it's one of the people's eyeballs. Come <laughs> on, man. So, um, but she doesn't think any other. She thinks it's like one of the olives or something that throws Jill left out. And then she notices that one of the meat hooks on the rail system is being rattled. It's like it's rattling the rattle. Out of fucking control. Which is weird. It's like a fucking go- Now it's turning to paranormal activity. It's like, rattling this around. Um, a dead pig on a hook comes flying at her, but it stops right in front of her face before it hits her. She turns around at that point and bumps into Randy's dead body hanging on the meat hook. So now she's like, fuck, she screams. 
She looks over and sees the shadow of a man standing nearby. So she takes off running and she tries to hide in the meat freezer. And she ends up hiding. I don't know how she, she, she runs like directly into the thing. But she ends up hiding right below the severed lower half of somebody's body. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, maybe it's Dave. Maybe we continue to cut him up afterwards. But it's just like legs. It's just this severed is, legs. This is, uh, this is Tim's body. Are we sure it's because, okay, maybe, I guess. Um, she does manage to grab a, a, a meat hook to arm herself with. Jen then sees and hears something move next from the other side of the shelf. So she screams, runs out of the freezer. She tries to close the freezer door behind her, but the killer manages to get an arm out to block the door from getting closed all the way. This struggles on for a while. Keep slamming Ramy's body. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's trying to close the door, close the door. Then she stabs him with the meat hook in the hand and... It, which makes him retreat his hand. So she closes the door and then she uses Randy's dead body to try to block the door, but it doesn't work so well. And she runs away and the, the killer just kind of comes right out of the closet. But um, it's like Raimi's talking to his mom. It's like, mom, I was in another movie. It's like, what's that? It's like, I'm the corpse. I keep getting meat hook and slammed to the door several times. <laughs> she uh, runs to the office, bangs on the door, shouting for Danny and Bill. But then she sees the pool of blood running out from underneath the door. And she, that's a telltale sign. Yeah, that's the something's <laughs> up. She backs away and then falls through an opening in the floor and down a lo- into a large chute, like a that giant laundry chute. Oh, it's one of the chutes. Yeah, of the ladders. It, it's yeah, chutes and ladders in this building. It's uh, again, it's so weird. Like why? Like I get that. Okay, there'd be like maybe a giant like like a trash chute or a laundry chute somewhere. But why would? It's just the the, the I, layout of the store Marshall, is so I weird. Don't fucking know. This, this building. Why would there be a giant hole in the floor that you he can just fall into? Oh, he's got notes. He's got notes. The, so, the bathroom champions. Back to the crapper. He's, she just falls down this hole in the floor and down what basically is like a giant laundry chute, and she slides down this thing, and at the bottom she nearly yes. smashes into two garbage cans. That are overstuffed the cut up body parts. She was doing Caseyville bowling. With <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, there's in one trash can there's the upper torso. This is what I thought was Tim. It is and, Tim. And then and then the there's he's his upper half's in one trash can, and the nuggets of the trash can are his legs sticking out. So that's like that's what I'm like, are there two sets of severed torsos now? Because so, one was in the meat locker. Not a one. So that's I want to apologize. I, I, I misspoke earlier. So that is that is Tim that we see now that's been cut in half yes. because we see the sign they're about to talk about. And that is that is uh you see his feet earlier. That's what Dave sees in the Cause you don't see his feet sticking out of the trash can. It's his it's his upper half. No, there's feet next is to him. Is it? Yes, there's two trash cans. His upper half's in one, and right next to him are his feet. Well, then I lost out. count. I could have swore it. There's just the so way. many chopped up body parts all over Damn. this place. So, um, anyway, she starts to... Well, then ignore what I said. Yeah, she, uh, uh, uh yeah. Uh, and, and, and just like, um, uh, the killer, cause, you know, the killer has got him, is a He's prankster. He, he slaps a sign on, on, on Tim's dead body. It says... What'd it say? Price, price slash in half or half off or something like that. 50% <laughs> half, half off. off. Um, she gets up, starts to run away again this time. But uh, now she spots a bloody arm and I think a leg sticking out of the, the, the compactor, the baler now. So now there's bloody parts and boxes are sticking out there. Um, we cut to a POV shot of someone's leg, like riding down the conveyor belt, like that is slowly coming down. It's like, you know, you see like the, the legs and the feet. Did they do the Raimi part? No, that's this right now. Moving on, moving and on. And then uh, Jen runs over to see who it is. Like, oh God, someone's coming. 
and we see Produce Joe lying on the conveyor PJ. belt. He's all bloody, and but once the body reaches the bottom, it's the conveyor belt stops for a moment, and then the belt just goes in reverse, Dude, and the body starts going back. This up. was tense. And then, and, but as the body starts going back up, gravity obviously shifts, and we see like this his body parts like fall to pieces. Like you see an That's arm fall best, off, his head Dude. falls off, and it's like run down the just bed. fucking falls it's, to pieces. It's um, amazing. It's so great. Falling. To pieces. All right, we're done. That's not how you do it, Tammy Wynette. It's um, you're it's not Tammy Wynette. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So Jen runs right down this dark hallway into one of the back doors, which is which is locked. The back door is locked now. So she runs back the way she came, tries to hi- and tries hiding in the beer cooler. She opens up one of the doors and searching so to peek out into the store, and she finds Dave's sawed-off head sitting. And to- on top of some beer cans, and it's fucking awesome because it's not just a severed head, but you see like where it was the head severed from the neck, and then you also see where it was cut in half it's, by the saw. So it's like a half of his head sitting on the lower half, but it's like offset. Slightly. That's off the kilter. best it's because it's so kilter. good. Like his nose is not where like the bridge of his nose should be. Yeah, and that's what and helps sell that. And you see like his earlier. teeth are like all messed up. Like, it's uh, amazing. Sells that shirt. That's it's amazing. That is the that is the cover of my Blu-ray from Synapse Film. Oh, is it? Is that's, that scene? That's cool. That's beast, man. Yeah. Uh, so she she catches herself from screaming. She covers her mouth, her hands, and catches herself from screaming. And now the lights go out. This does allow her now to see the headlights of a car pull up out front because the headlights shine through the store from the front door. She the driver of the car gets out, tries to enter the store, but the doors are locked. Jen rushes out from her hiding spot trying to flag down the townies, uh, but they drive off as um, but right as she gets to the doors, they, they drive away. And this is where, even though it's not really credited, but the passenger of that car was Greg Nicotero. Oh, so, shit. Okay, yeah. so he's not the bread man. He's, no. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, bread man is one of the writers, I believe. I thought okay. the bread man was the director. Or the director, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. It's one of the... It's right or direct. One Scott Spiegel? Yes. yes. Okay. Spiegel or... I almost said Spanister, Brewster, or whatever. I don't know. Uh, she backs away from the door, and as she backs away, she bumps into Craig, who she instantly stabs in the neck with a meat hook. Good. Craig falls into a shopping cart and then onto the floor dead. It's a pretty good-looking fall. Um, Jen stands there crying for a bit, then walks away. And says, I know what you did last summer. Yes. <laughs> She stands by at her checkout register while crying for a while. <laughs> then she hears another noise. She spins around calling out for, who's there? The sound of footsteps echo through the store as Bill walks into view. Jen runs up to him, hugs him. They hug each other. Bill tells her that everything's going to be okay now, that he tried to stop Craig behind the store, but that son of a bitch knocked me out with my own hammer. Um, <laughs> Bill tells Which her tracks? to... Bill tells her to wait here. Like, hey, wait here. I'm going to go call the cops, which he does so, And while Jen waits nearby. Um, and that's when Jen, like, feels... She's, like, hugging her cell, kind of got her arms wrapped around. She feels, like, something on her back, and she pulls her hands out, and her hands are covered in blood, and you see, like, there's blood all on the back of her shirt. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, so she... And she's like, what? And she looks up at Bill, who's on the phone. Bill looks back at her. Jen's out. No! And then Bill slams the phone down, charges at Jen. Yeah, he's got those Jesus marks on the back of his hand. Yes. Like he's, he's not eating Skittles. Yes. Uh, Jen turns to run away. And again, I love this camera shot, this scene too. Because Bill, instead of just running along the floor after, 
he just he, he runs across all the checkout lines. He's like he's hopping from lane to lane, like this oh, run, yeah. this running, hopping, jump thing. And she's running across the floor, and it, it looks creepy. Like it it's looks good. great. It looks awesome. It is fucking legit. Yeah. And he grabs her. Yeah. Ooh. And he grabs. He's able to catch her. He grabs her, and he pull. And dudes, he pulls By the out back some of her of the hair. hair. He pulls out some of her hair in the he's process. A yeah. And he has her trapped up against one of the checkout lanes, one of the registers. Jen's pleading, like, why did you kill him? Why did you do it? And Bill said he did it for the store, that he couldn't let Danny take the store away from him. When Jen says the night crew had nothing to do with this, Bill just says that he couldn't let anyone stop him. Jen spits in Bill's face, to which he licks off and says, don't you see I'm just crazy about this store? Crazy <laughs> about this store! And at this point, Bill Hick, or Dan Hicks, Danny Hicks, is fucking awesome. Like he goes full bone, committed, crazy, and it's pretty pretty awesome for me. I love it. What he does, his performance, he crushes it. Um, at this point, the first thing that pops in my head, oh, I had a joke. Uh, that Bill Meisner, if you guys, you guys are gamers, so he kind of reminds me of, like he should be like one of the psych, mini psychopath mini bosses from like a Dead Rising game. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like dude. this is exactly a boss, a guy who's just like, normal Frank dude who just went crazy. Should store. have like a like a bunch of knives taped to the fucking yeah. end of a fucking well, zamboni. Well, in the first Dead Rising game, there is a grocery store in the mall, and there Frank West goes yeah. to it and he fights like the store owner. It's the that. butcher. It's yeah. the butcher. No, I, I don't know if it's a butcher, just like a guy in a tie, but I might be a butcher. Thinking, like the clown on yeah. the roller coaster or the big chick in the fucking. All I, remember, yeah. all I remember is the shopping cart like they had like a bunch of knives taped to the front. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but like, this is exactly what he, he's a fucking yes. dead rising mini boss at this point. That, great reference, Marshall. But I will say to you guys, now, I will say this. I don't know, you've seen it before, before, but first time I watched this movie, I just I will admit, I was actually surprised that Bill was the killer at this point. I normal time I was like, oh, you can see it coming, you can't get but at this point I wasn't when I was watching, I wasn't thinking about who the killer was. Like, I knew it wasn't Craig, because that was too much of a red herring. But, like, I was surprised it was Bill. When it turned out to be Bill, I was a little surprised by that. I'm like, oh, so interesting. For okay. anybody who saw this in the, like, when it came out or in the early 90s, both the trailer, the original VHS box. I was going to talk about that. I, and yeah, the Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. I, that's... And that's when I had seen it. See, like I flipped I, it over and see, I was the like, cover, oh, okay. the, when I saw this on Amazon, it was just, it's just like a red, it says intruder in black against a red mm-hmm. background with like a silhouette. I mean, so there's no, but as I was doing research and stuff, like afterwards, yeah, it's like, I can't believe on the box art and in the trailer, like they give away who the, for one that's, that's supposed to be shitty. a done. I'm like, fuck, I'm so glad I watched the movie first before I saw any of that because I got to experience it properly. Like that was cool. But yeah, they fucking give like in a Friday Thirteenth movie. It's no big deal because everybody knows you're there to see Jason. But in a one that's a kind of like a who's done it a mystery one. Don't give away the fucking killers by putting yeah. it on the box and in the trailer. Leave the mystery right. there. They even present uh, Renee Estevez as being like the final girl. At one point they do. Yeah, yeah they, they she's make a the big... first one to die. Yeah, they was like with yeah. Renee Estevez. Like she's the big... nope. She's yeah. the first one dead. So that's that's how I came into it. So I knew that Bill was the killer see i did not know and i'm so glad I, I i got that and it was cool but yeah i can't believe they put that on the box like they, they give it away um anyway bill tells jen that he truly is sorry but there's gonna be one more killing uh here tonight and it's gonna be bloody 
Uh, Jen presses a button to make the checkout conveyor belt move. You know, like, like the, 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 and it pulls, like, it, it moves a bottle, like, into her reach where she grabs and hits Bill over the head with it. It's a fucking plastic but bottle. But that's the funny thing. Yes. But it, but it but, makes but, glass. Yes. Right. But when, he, when, when she hits him over the head with him, it's like the sound of a two-liter makes when he, like, thunk like it hits on him with side. Mountain Dew. Yeah, it's like a two-liter plastic bottle. But when she drops it on the floor, then it shatters like glass. It's the weirdest fucking bottle. I got a call back. Lake Tear 3. Old boy in the beginning does the exact same thing. Ah, you mean like Fear Three? Yeah, fuck. I, I, I tried so hard to get that out of my memory. I don't blame you, man. That 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 will give you fucking brain trauma it's for. Like, for, <laughs> for throws the plastic bottle down, yeah. makes a glass noise. Yes, and we're back. So, um, oh wait, wait that's a bowhead. Um, okay, we move up, skip the bottle. Uh, Bill falls over, he claps the floor. Jen runs away down on the aisle. She knocks over another bottle, which breaks onto the floor. And then she hides behind slash inside like an end cap display for Jiffy Pop. That was pretty clever. Yeah, it actually was. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, Bill uh, gets his hands on another meat cleaver now. So they're just all over the place, which is fine. Whatever. It's a, they have a butcher shop in the back. Should so I'm not going to argue. I like kills. that scene too because he picks up like his hands like dripping blood, blood like yeah. raining it. And he's like, fucking pulls it out. Blood. Yes. Um, so um, blood. And then we see blood. From Jen, like, the, like her nose is bleeding and she's bloody, starts to drip down into a pool of liquid from that bottle that she just broke. And it's running underneath her hiding spot out onto the aisle floor. Um, and there's also this really cool shot, again, another great camera shot of Bill that it's all warped because it's shooting through like a glass, a green glass bottle, I think. Oh, or like a funhouse mirror. And, and yeah, it turns head, his head and face looks like it's a funhouse mirror effect, which makes Bill even crazier and creepier looking than... It's really awesome. It's a really good shot. Um, and after, you know, then there's, there's another some moments of, of, of um, I'm sorry, after a few moments of looking for Jen, Bill spots the blood that's kind of in the liquid that's on the floor coming out from her hiding spot. So he kind of, he's like, oh, she, he kind of, he figures out where she is now. Uh, Bill turns and begins hacking away at the display stand with this meat cleaver. And Jen manages to like run off his popcorns flying everywhere, and he's just hack, hacking, hacking, hacking away. Um, Jen then grabs two large knives from the back, so she goes from the front of the store to the back of the store, grabs arms of these two large kitchen knives, and starts her way to make her way through the store now, like slowly creeping, being careful. She's creeping now on this the cereal aisle. Uh, when Bill comes crashing out from behind the cereal boxes, grabs Jen by the hair, she drops her knives. Bill begins to pull her up by the hair, but she grabs a glass bottle of, of wheat germ and smashes it over Bill's head, forces him to release his grip on her. And poor Bill, this, he's, this fucker's going to have a goddamn concussion after this movie. He's been he, smashed around quite a bit. He's been, had a, he's been hit in the head with a hammer Two bottles have been broken over his head. He has been <laughs> guys. I'm kind of worried about Jennifer. So much blood loss from the nose, right? Yeah, I mean, something's not she's, right. She's got to be getting a little woozy here, man. Well, if people would just stop, guys would stop bitch slapping their girls. Right? She would just stop, stop slapping the, around. The shining effect would stop. It stop happening. But um, Jen grabs one of the knives and runs for the front door, which is still locked. She grabs a nearby fire extinguisher. This thing's a massive fucking fire extinguisher. And tries using it to break the glass in the door, but she just can't break this fucking bulletproof super glass now. No shit. Like, goddamn. Um, outside, up comes the bread delivery guy with his nightly bread delivery. Jen's like pleading for, like, help, help, help me. 
but he just instantly gets shanked in the back by Bill. Bill is somehow yeah. outside of this. Place. Yeah, this somehow Bill is outside. Yeah, everywhere you need to be. Yeah, he's like American <laughs> Express. Um, I, but I will say, I thought that he's he shouldn't be outside that fucking fast. But at the same time, we we have said there are so many exits to this place. No shit. There's oh, yeah. lots of exits, and if anybody's gonna know how to get outside quickly, it's gonna be Bill, who is the guy who's worked in the store. He for like is forty nine percent owner of that store. Yeah, he is. He's been here forever. You know what? It actually would have made more sense if it was like a scream two killers. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, not stream yet. Or if he had like a companion, like him and well, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. Um. So, uh, yeah, the the, the bread dude gets time. instantly shanked. Yeah, uh, and it, it, he's he gets murdered. He coughs up mouth blood onto the glass door and just sprays all of the glass doors. Bill, <laughs> I love it's this made me laugh as the bread guy is like falling to the ground. Bill just bonks the poor son of a bitch over the head with for good what a measure. Bonus bonk, just yep. like bonk, and then taunts Jen by dangling the store keys in front of her on the other side of the glass, and then just walks out of sight. You got a name for that kill? No, he doesn't because he's been cut off. No, it's, it's, all, it's all out of whack anyway. <laughs> Jen hears a noise coming from behind her somewhere in the store. She spins around, calling out who's there, then slowly starts to make her way back to the store, creeping around, and I. Th- Dude. At this point, I think I would personally try my luck with continuing to try to break the glass doors down than to go th- back through the dark murder murder right. store. Murder and like, like your, your exit's right there. You, if you can get out, you're outside, you can run. I would not... That's I your would, single barrier. Yeah, like just keep... It's glass. Eventually, it's going to break. So I, I would have tried my luck with that, but she doesn't. She makes her way through the store. She hears the painful moans of someone calling for help. She turns a corner and finds Danny. Danny's still fucking laying there on Jesus the ground. Christ. Sticking out from behind an aisle. I'm like, God damn, this guy just will not die. Good Cannot. for him. He is will hanging not. on. She rushes over to help him. And that's when Danny's head, she's like, hey, let me help you up. And she starts lifting up and his head lifts up off the ground and out steps Bill with his hand stuck up Danny's head neck stump, like working a, his head like a fucking puppet. This is so cool. It's that was so awesome. cool and creepy. Bill looks at Danny's severed head, gives it a little kiss, then Aww. turns to Jen and tells her she's next. I would have fucking thrown it at her. Dude, it is so... Again, Danny Hicks legit. is killing in the scene. It's fucking creepy. It's disturbing. It's awesome. Even like even when she's around like and you see that it's him, he's like still mocking the yeah, voice. Yeah, he's like, like help me, help me, help me. Help me. It's Don't, so How good. many opportunities yeah. are you going to have to do that in your life? So just yeah. run with you, you, it, man. Run, yeah, exactly. Very cool. I mean, if I ever get a chance to stick my head up a severed neck stump and work the head like a... Of course <laughs> I'm going to fuck it. You do it. You don't pass that up. Um, so... Uh, Jen goes to stab Bill with her knife, but like a fucking badass boss, Bill grabs the blade in his free hand. As blood pours down his hand, he pulls the knife out of Jen's hand. Jen backs away while Bill stands there, again, being a fucking badass. And to make it even more awesome, he starts squeezing his hand around the knife blade tighter, like and just letting it dig into just his hand. Just how fucking crazy he is. Yeah, it's just like let me squeeze that, and, and blood just running down his arm. I love I just that scene. Fucking love crazy. The look on his movie. face too. Yeah. Just deadpan stare at her as he fucking squeezes oh, and that blood. Is just going down. I said before, I'm saying Danny Hicks crushes it so hard in this movie. 
Bill stares down Jen, squeezing the blade tighter. Uh, he, he finally drops the knife and walks towards Jen, who continues to back away. Bill, at this point, grabs a sandwich from one of the shelves and starts eating it while swinging Danny's severed head in his other hand, which is a fucking great visual. It's awesome looking. And it pulls us back to that Call story back. he told about the fireman earlier. He's like, here comes crazy Bill eating, it's a, cool. eating a sandwich in one hand, can, swinging his head in the other. You can actually see, like, the bloody fingerprints in this, like, white bread sandwich, yes. too. It's like, man, that's like, he's it's, really getting at it. Like, they went so that great. extra mile for that yes. special effect. 100%. It's so great. Uh, Jen turns, jogs away as Jen makes her way down through the dark store. She gets grabbed by Craig, who turns out to still be alive. Oh, Bill scapegoat. He covers her mouth to keep her from screaming, then explains his his side of the story, telling her that he saw Bill kill Linda outside, and when he tried to warn Jen while she was in the bathroom, Bill caught him. They fought outside. Bill knocked him out with the hammer and kept him alive so he could frame Craig for the killings. So Did he really try to warn her, though? It, really it didn't really look like, like, like there was, was no knocking. He was like, he was peeking. It's more like he was taking his belt He's off. like, you know what, I'll warn her, but I'm going to watch her for a second. <laughs> then I'll warn her. I, got some, yeah. I ain't seen nothing like this in 15 months. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'm going I'm to jerk off real quick, and then I'll warn her. This next scene, though, is a lot of fun. Uh, so he also says that he tried to call in the cops, but he got... Um, but that he got uh, in... and it, Oh, I'm sorry. He tried calling the cops, didn't have any luck with that. And he got into the store via the bathroom window... And that's how they're going to get out of the story. Now, come on, we're going that way. And that's when Bill comes flying in from out from around a fucking corner. I love this so much. Oh my god, this is the best. Um, this is hands down probably the greatest fight I've ever seen in a prob- movie. It, it, it probably is. He he comes flying around a corner, hits Craig in the face with Danny's severed head. I've never seen a weapon like this before. Never seen a severed head using the weapon. It's fucking. And goddamn, I fucking love this movie. Bill continues to beat Craig down and out with the severed head, just repeatedly bashing Craig over and over, just it's beating so the cool. shit out of Craig with a severed head. Jen takes off running for the back. Craig's lying there motionless on the floor. Bill whacks him a few more times just for good measure with God, the severed what a head. Great scene, man. Then drops the head like he's dropping a mic, and the head lands on Craig's back and just sits there. And, and Bill goes back after Jennifer, who is now trying to crawl out the bathroom window. He manages to get out the window. She does manage to get out the window, but we see Bill's hands come flying like through the window right behind her, like right on her heels. Jen makes it to her car, fumbles for her keys, but she is able to uh, get him, unlock her car door, opens the car door, and that's uh. when out falls Linda's dead body with the knife sticking out of her chest. Bill's arms now has come springing out from underneath her car, her Jeep. It's a everywhere. Jeep. He is everywhere. I was just being quiet. You guys were doing such a good job. I didn't want to say oh, anything. Okay. And he, so he grabs Jen by the ankle. She falls to the ground and he pulls her underneath her Jeep and out the other side where he stands over her with the meat cleaver clenched between his teeth like a fucking pirate. Again. He grabs the meat cleaver out of his mouth while laughing at Jen. He, he, he raises up to go for a killing blow. Wait. Jen tells him to suck on this. Oh. And then from under the Jeep, she pulls out the knife that was embedded in Linda's chest. Jen stabs Bill in the chest with the knife. Bill says, 
where'd you get that knife from? And then falls over dead. I love the way he says it, too. He's so surprised. Yeah. Where'd you get that knife? And the impact of his body hitting the concrete is enough to send the knife in his chest, what the shooting fuck? upwards, that makes where it no- flips end over end in the air, then lands point first, Boing. sticking in a box next to Bill's head. Jen gets up, looks down at Bill for a moment, then rushes to a nearby payphone where she dials 911. The operator picks up, she starts her report, but before she can finish it, here comes Bill crashing through the glass phone booth, head first, meat cleaver in hand. Jen tries to beat him back with the phone. Bill then starts rocking the whole phone booth, shaking it back and forth to eventually tips over the phone booth with Jen inside. Glass shatters when it hits the ground. Bill climbs up into the phone booth as Jen's trying to crawl out the broken side of it now. <laughs> He's going at her. Now up runs Craig, who grabs the meat cleaver that Bill dropped and just starts hacking at God Bill with damn. the cleaver. Bring it's it brutal. Bring it on home. Just out of nowhere. Aaron dude. would be proud of me in a way. He'll also laugh. I counted. Bill or Craig hacked Bill 15 times with 15. the meat cleaver. Fuck yeah. 15 times with the meat cleaver, <laughs> one of which catches Bill right between the ring and middle finger, right oh, in the no. webbing. Oh, this no. was great. Gives him the old Spock permanently. Yeah, the Gives Spock. Gives him the fucking Vorkies. And then, so he's just done, and Bill finally goes limp after 15 whacks. Jen and Craig up. stand over the lifeless body of Bill, blackout. You think it's over? It's not over. Nope. Pan up on Craig, standing there covered in blood, holding the meat cleaver as a cop car drives up. Bitch, motherfucker, how stupid are you? Your ass just got out of prison for murder or accidentally killing somebody. He did it once, And you're going to be standing there holding the bloody murder weapon as a somebody. Why are you holding the knife? Get rid- Don't pick that shit up. Give Get rid of it. <laughs> Let's just put your fingerprints on that shit real quick. Well, it's already on it, but don't be holding, saying they're Wipe holding it, it when the hey, cops Jen, come hold up. This for me yeah. quick, well, put you? your hands behind your heads. Get on your fucking knees with the cops. So, like, exactly. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. You know the routine. I do. The cop car pulls up. Two cops get out. One of the cops is Bruce Campbell. The other is played by the writer Lawrence Bender. Uh, the cops quickly grab and handcuff both Craig and Jen. Viciously. Jen, viciously. Jen tries to plead with him that it's not that she's the one who called them in the first place, but that's when the cops hear the strained and gaspy voice coming from behind them say, They did it! They killed everybody in the store! They look back and see Bill covered in blood, lying in the broken, shattered phone booth, still clinging to life. Craig and Jen are like, No! He's the killer! He did! Bill giggles! He's like, he giggles a little bit and then seems to go limp again. Wait, Marshall, how was that like? <laughs> I don't know. He's not like that. But he, that he, he, gives like a, that. he gives him a giggle and he goes limp again. Bruce Campbell goes over to look inside the store, comes back saying that it's a bloodbath and that all the buys have been mutilated, which again, eh, there's no way he would have seen all the, all the buys are basically in the back. He wouldn't have seen them, but whatever. He saw that pre-shrunk can in the fucking uh, deli wrap. That's yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing to the see on plain special. sight. They're all, they're all, Probably yeah. Special. Jen and Craig continue to try to convince the cops that they're innocent and that Bill's the killer, but they just get ignored. And in Craig's case, 
beaten by the guy. Like this, we're talking about like nowadays. Cows get banned for over like right. too much force. What's Holy your crap, motherfucker? These guys are like just beating the shit out of Craig at this point, and, like, and almost Jen to the point too. Like they might have slapped her too, like just old for, school because you know that's just what you did in the age. You slapped women. Yeah, Bruce <laughs> Campbell was dealing with Matt Cordell from Maniac Cop, so he's not playing games. He's like, fuck, I've seen what happened. He knows how that goes. Yeah, so Craig gets beaten a bit by the cops. The cops read them their rights. Deserves it. Yeah. Um, as the cops are reading them their rights, Bill's eyes pop open again. The camera does this fast zoom in to Jen's mouth as she's screaming. Fade to black. Roll credits. That monkey motherfuckers is Intruder. What a fucking ride of a movie that is. Holy cow. Wow. So, with that in mind... Hot on the tails of that. Let's move on to favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right, boys. Uh, what do we got? What? What's what? Uh, we'll start with nachos because you're, you're. We'll go clockwise. Your nachos. What's your favorite? I'm gonna go with that bandsaw kill where he fucking cuts him right uh, below the nose, right above the yeah. lip or wherever you know in that zone. Yeah, that was heinous as fuck. Yeah, woof. Uh, uh, CJ, Cincinnati, Jeff. Jeff, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the bandsaw kill as well, man. As well. Just man, it just the way it looked, and uh, for Marshall, yeah, Marshall. Or yeah. sorry, for Aaron. Oh, um, uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and uh, side with uh, not just with and uh, Cincinnati, Jeff, and say that uh, the bandsaw was probably my favorite as well. Yes, Aaron, is that a- Aaron did call in when he called in. He did give us his favorite kill. That was his. Um, now this movie, again, fucking awesome. When I first saw, it, like, oh my god, that trash can packer. Was that's how shit that was fucking me like I, that's it that's my favorite yeah, kill cool can't one. beat that and then they upped it with the fucking bandsaw that it's hard saw. not to man. you can't Dude. beat that's one of the best that's kills capital. like until this movie like we Aaron and I used to talk about okay what's your top five kills of all in all horror movies and I couldn't listen now that might be up there as one of my top kills of all time I ranked it up there with the with the the the, the, the the liquid nitrogen face smash from Jason X. X. Those are like my, my top two favorite kills now ever. Um, so there it is, man. You ain't clean, wrong, man. You ain't wrong. Clean sweep with the ba- Dave's bandsaw head getting split, cut open. Um, so that was easy. All right, let's move on to this week's odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, so... This week we have ratings. IMDb gives it a 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score for it, but it has a 52% audience score, which is one of the higher scores we've seen on this show. And Amazon gives it a 3.8 out of 5. Um, I'm spoiling my ending, but I think that's drastically undervalued. I think that's too low. Yeah, uh, plot keywords. There were 36 plot keywords. I only wrote down four because most of them were pretty Let me guess. We got bland. what, like... Shopping, grocery, we have lobster, supermarket, lobster panties. No, damn it! Uh, Supermarket, supermarket cashier, and watermelon (laughs) were the plot were plot keywords for the watermelon. No, watermelon wasn't one of them. No, that's kind of a shocker. Um, Trivia. There was actually a decent amount of trivia I was able to pull up. Uh, Some of we might have already accidentally talked about. yeah, the first thing, that, uh, the film was shot in an actual grocery store in Bell, California. So, there you go, California. During the evenings when the store was closed. Uh, the film was originally entitled The Night Crew, but distributors felt the film would be more marketable if it was given a more generic slasher movie title. So, it was released as Intruder. Um, 
Emil Sitka's character says the line, hold, your, hold hands, you lovebirds. Uh, Emil Sitka is known for saying this line in the Three Stooges shorts, which Sam Raimi is a big fan of. It also uh, is written on Emil Sitka's tombstone, so you guys kind of mentioned that earlier. So you called Sorry, that one. Sorry, I had to step on your toes. Man. It's, no, it's, I don't remember what uh, I, I don't remember what I have this. Uh, at one point in pre-production, Toby Hooper was originally set to direct this the movie. The Hoops! Uh, the town where the film is set, Walnut Lake, Michigan, is named after a lake in West Bloomfield, Michigan, called Walnut Lake. Director Scott Spiegel and the Rainy Brothers and Bruce Campbell grew up in the West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills area of that. So, okay, I was going to say, without being a Rainy movie, this sure as fuck felt like it. Uh, the film was partially based around Scott Spiegel's experience working at the real Walnut Lake Market in Michigan. Because I guess they had when that severed hands. Got loose. Yeah, they started and put, you know, they'd put severed hands in lobster tanks all the time. And that's how we used to do it in Schnooks and Collinsville. Hilarious pranks. Um, it was also something of a remake of an earlier Super 8 short film by Spiegel. The short was a slasher story called Night Crew and featured a more Halloween-inspired killer. I would have been all right with that. And we didn't talk about this, but in the movie a lot, you did do in the checkout lines they always, where Jennifer's always working, you always see this. You see two things quite a lot. You see a... I forget the name of the magazine, but a magazine with this a close, a crazy picture of Sting on it. Yeah, a lot. dude. And then there's the also possession almost looks like the wrestler. Yes. Um, uh, Sting in that one does look like a wrestler. He's got this face paint it's on. Like Spurge or something. Spur- yeah, something like yeah. I don't remember. Ew. But there's also a TV guy that's predominantly shown and at the checkout line, and that's the TV guy from March 12, 1988. So <laughs> if you're really curious, and Scott director Scott Spiegel originally thought of having the final shot of the zooming where it zooms in on Jen's mouth screaming, go all the way down Jennifer's throat inside her body to her heart. And, and, the, her and the movie would end on a freeze frame as her heart stopped beating, uh, which actually would have, that would have been pretty cool. I would have been okay with that. That sounds pretty cool. Every shot, like the majority of these shots in this movie, when they have like their um, novelty shots, super ambitious. Oh yeah. Really? And honestly, yeah. And, and they all kind of paid off really. They, they, none of them, were like, and then it ends on freeze frame. Do, 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 so I got do, one. Do, do. It wasn't. It's nothing too crazy. Okay. But they had, you know, they they rented that that vacant supermarket. Soon they, to be. They but bought whatever. two tons worth of expired groceries and put them out on the shelves <laughs> themselves like that. So this actually like real groceries. Like, yeah, it was like really damaged goods from like so train salvage like depots and stuff like oh, that. Wow. Like that they like bought two tons of it like super cheap and like actually stocked that grocery store. That's really groceries like the whole time. That's, That's kind of cool. crazy. Well, I mean, I have some are real groceries because I mean, you see some name brands from the eighties like there's like Booberry or Cinnamon hell, you even see Oreo, fruit fruit. Yeah, Oreo, fruit fruit, Jiffy Pop, and stuff like and that. Beer and beer brand beer. <laughs> Can't forget that. Should um, we make beer brand? All right, beer? so guys, let's bring. I uh, really wish Aaron, again, wish Aaron could have been here because I'd love to get his answers and thoughts on this. But that brings us to this week's budget game. Fuck. Woo! Now time to play everyone's favorite game, Guess the Budget. All right, we get to play Guess the Budget for the 1989 Intruder. And we start, obviously, it's between the two of you guys. Uh, so one will be, one will win, one will lose. Uh, Nachos, what do you think is the budget for Intruder? Uh, I don't know, math, so I'll just do like, it's, I'll do one... Two eight comma zero zero zero. One two eight comma zero zero zero. Okay, and Eric. Yeah, Cincinnati Jeff. Uh, all right, sorry, Cincinnati Jeff. Sorry, Damn yes, it. the cover after me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit higher than you. 
because I feel like this is correct, right? So the 1980s, late 80s, they bought a bunch of groceries. I'm going to do one to nine. One, 129,000. 129. Wow, you're playing price of right rules here. All right. Um. Oh, can I change my answer? <laughs> If you really what want he to... said plus one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> one dollar. Um, well, we have a winner, and in the closest, closest budget game battle ever. Oh, you son of a bitch. Cincinnati Jeff wins. Oh! He pulled the one dollar rule. <laughs> the fifteen hundred one. Was that was I dead on? Estimated budget. Hundred and thirty thousand. Holy shit, dude! I thought Nacho's. I was like, oh, Nacho's got. I'm like, oh, Nacho's gonna win this. And then you come in with the one twenty nine. I was like, to be a dick. (laughs) You vote. Look at you. Look at you knowing stuff. I still won, but look at you. Well, for winning, your prize is a vintage nineteen eighties price gun that you saw used in the movie. Oh my gosh! I bought it off eBay, but it hasn't arrived yet. So you will get that. <laughs> you will get your 1980s price gun <laughs> as prize. Uh, just gonna go around my house just pricing shit. <laughs> so that's it, guys. Let's move on. Congratulations to Cincinnati Jeff. Let's move on to five star reviews. Woo! Is this your guilty pleasure? Five star reviews. Oh, shit, what do we got? All right, there were 138 total reviews for this movie on Amazon. 44% of them were five-star, with yeah. only 11% one-star. So I said, fuck the one-stars this week. Yeah. From Ben Walsden, Intruder should have been called Halloween in a supermarket. It's a scary slasher movie from a time when slashes were fun and gory. <sighs> the first half hour is kind of slow. Not boring, just slow. However, after it, it's a non-stop horror. It's non-stop horror as the killer stalks the employees at a grocery store that is going out of business. The twist ending is clever and sets up a sequel. I don't understand why there hasn't been a sequel to this, considering it's better than half of the Friday the 13th series. If the flick had some nudity, it would be a perfect slasher movie. As it is, it's almost per- as it is, it's an almost perfect slasher movie. Five stars. Now, I don't know about setting up a sequel, really, yeah. but I, I don't understand that. But I mean, I guess maybe because you don't see Bill eat it at the end. Yeah, cause he's, it's because he's alive. What, yeah. has he become a manager at a fucking Chili's or <laughs> yeah, something? Yeah, he goes on and now he's a manager. Holy yeah, shit, yeah. I want to see that, actually. Well, I mean, this is like pre-forensic, so like he could pin that on both of them yeah. and continue on. Yeah. Yeah, but like the dude... I, don't, I like wrong. I, That's I, thin. I, sometimes uh, horror movies just need to be one and done. If they're good, just let it be one. You don't it need... It doesn't have to Marshall. be that franchise. Yeah. Um, Andrew Lynch, this, this Sam Raimi film is true 80s cheesy yet genius movie five stars shane just writes yes <laughs> it's actually five cobra stars. commander i like shane yeah, it's actually cobra commander i love this movie uh from david lee i wonder if he jumps <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh you motherfucker you motherfucker great storyline great acting and most of all great gore if you're a fan of 80s horror this crowning jewel will not let you down if you're a fan of gory kill scenes, this one will surely satisfy your bloodlust. Five stars. And lastly, from Michael Buttram, or Buttram. 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 Lots of good kills. Five stars. That's my street name. (laughs) There you have it. That's our five-star reviews from the internet. That brings us to our final thoughts on Intruder. Nachos Uh, McWareof. Jesus, you're a disgusting bastard. Yep. Please... You have Please. a wet nap. Just, just end this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first time I watched this movie um, years ago, I I thought it was 
fucking garbage. Like, and I, I don't remember this movie the way it was. I thought it was Craig was the killer, and I don't remember the third act revelation where Bill is like, I love this store, <laughs> I'm, or I'm just crazy about this store. The kills, 10. Just bulletproof. The plot, eh, not bad, you know, probably about a 7. Um, no nudity. Eh. But whatever, dude. It's so bad, it's... Or so good, it's scary. Did I do it right this time? No. No. God damn it. So bad, it's good. So bad, it's good. Yeah. I'm going to learn one of these Eight. things. God. Why, do I, why do I keep having this guy on? I have I, I no don't know. idea, man. I brought him. It's my fault, <laughs> it's really. Fault. It's been a rough week. Yeah. I bring him every time. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Cincinnati Jeff thinks that it is so bad, it's good, and here's why. Um, it's got some issues for sure. Let's get to that. Uh, the, the, the main one that I have is this, this scene after we know that Bill's the killer and Jenny is running from him and she's running across the aisles, similar to what he does when he's running across the, uh, the, the checkouts. Yeah, that was cool. She is moving just ridiculously slow. It's, I, I feel like it's deliberate to the point where it's like, it's supposed to be funny, but it's really bad. If you don't remember it, we've got to look it up later because you know what I'm talking about. Where she's running across the front of the aisles. And no, I was more focused on the camera angle. It looks Sorry. like this Pee Wee's adventure kind of... It's not great. Oh, it's the scene where she's... It's not the scene where she's being chased by Bill across the aisles. It's another, there's another scene of her just running across the aisles. And she is running really slow and weird. Yeah. That, yes. I thought you were talking about the one with Bill. And I was like, that's awesome. I didn't no, that no, fast. that part's awesome. No, it's it, this one by herself. Yes. That, and I know exactly what down the aisle yes. from the other end. Yes. And she's... I'm like, I thought it seemed like... Why is she running so fucking slowly and that weird? That is like the weirdest scene to yeah. me. Other I than that, that, though, but... like I think the movie's great. So yeah, man, it's so bad, it's good. Um, Aaron, when he called, he also said so bad, it's good. And I am going to, uh, we're gonna, we're clean sweeping this, man. I am so bad, it's good. Uh, this movie is awesome. I can't believe I went nearly forty years without knowing about this movie. Like I never heard this before. I was just stumbling across movies, and I was going through Amazon. Like, what am I gonna do? And I found movies that. A killer in a grocery store. I'm like, a fucking grocery store? Hell, that's going to be terrible. Let's watch it. No. This movie is my, it may have become my all-time favorite slasher now. Like, I love this movie. The kills are amazing. The yeah, characters are, are fine. It's real good. And it holds, man. I, I now would have thought something in a grocery store would hold up, but it fucking does. And Danny Hicks as Bill crushes killer. it. Killer. Killer performance. It's so good. If you haven't seen this movie, go watch it now. It's awesome. You will not be disappointed. So bad it's good. Uh, so that's going to wrap us up for here. Uh, boys, the Dukes of Spook, if you want to plug your shit, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so we are uh, Nachos and Werewolf and Cincinnati Jeff from Here Comes the Spooky. You can find us on uh, iTunes and um, Google Play and anywhere else where you want to get Stitcher? your Stitcher, Podbean, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And also make sure you check out Here Comes uh, the Spooky as well as the Horrible Horror Podcast uh, and find them out. Make sure that you get to them, uh, answer their questions on what kind of things you want to see from them. They're going to answer these questions on their podcast and make sure you get to them and give to their Patreon. These guys put themselves through a lot of stuff. Now this my one, God, we've been talking about like a great POWs movie tonight. at this point, right? <laughs> Just fucking eating all this shit. It's over five years worth Jeez of bad horror movies. Christ. This, a lot of this stuff isn't free. You Give know, them it, a fucking dollar. Just You're a dollar a month. All you gotta do. Fifty cents. That's why I have you guys person. on the show. It's awesome. That's why I, I have you guys on the show. We both are patrons. I give myself, so make sure you do it too. It's it's super easy. It only costs a buck a month. That's all you gotta do. Of course, if you want to give more, we'll certainly take it. We'd love you for it. There are tiers and rewards for for donating higher. But yes, even a dollar a month helps out so much. 
uh, and we would love you for it. So, and Aaron would say, you know, see you later. Take care. He's not here, but he'll be back. See you later. Take care. He's a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, guys, thank you very much for staying in. I appreciate you. I love having you guys here. A lot of fun. That's thank it for you. us. We wrap it up here. Watch The Intruder. Until then, guys, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight. Keep it tight.